Time's up. Let's do this. We're in for a wild night. <laughs> Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to episode 146 of Born to be Wild, a wild exclusive Hearthstone podcast where we have fun hanging out with friends, talking about the wild format of Hearthstone and spotlighting members of the wild community. I'm your host, as always, Nate Wolf. It is great to be back on an unusual day here. Today is a Sunday, but uh, happy to be back. Um, For those of you that listen to the audio version or video version, like probably no difference, but uh, we were recording on a different time and day. It was a little bit of a technological um, mishap this week Technology, as my computer decided to turn itself into a brick and uh, Blue Train helped me to fix it. So it was great, Um, but I'm happy to be back and uh, joined today minus one plus two. So, uh, <laughs> but joined by two of my favorite people. So Shmoopy Daddy, welcome back. How are you doing today? I'm doing all right. Um, I feel like a vampire in the daytime recording at this time. I'm bathed in natural light, which will reduce me to ashes if we keep this up for too long. So. Oh, <laughs> cue the Merloculus soundboard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't, don't tempt me. I don't know how to stop it once it starts going. That's the, that's the problem. <laughs> But I'm doing very well. Happy to be back on. Good, good, good. And Electric Sheep City, welcome back. How are you? Meowdy friend, I'm doing fantastic on this like sunny Sunday afternoon. Check it. Right? It's so weird. So we're minus one hydralisk today, unfortunately. Um, but it's because we're recording at a at a weird time and date, and this is just what happened to work for the majority. A hydra will be back next week. We'll record like normal on Friday evening. Um, but I'm happy that we didn't have to cancel entirely because there was a lot to talk about. Uh, there's a big, like a heavy news week. And so, um, yeah. So without further ado, for those of you joining us for the first time, welcome aboard. Let me briefly explain how the show works. We record this podcast typically live every Friday evening at twitch.tv slash born to be wild HS. And the video version of this podcast is then posted to YouTube shortly thereafter. Audio versions are also distributed to all of the podcast apps. So, however you're watching, listening, or absorbing via osmosis, this podcast today, thank you. Yes, you. (laughs) Hello. Yes, thank you all very much for being here. Thank you to uh, those of you who are joining us live. It's always super cool to interact with you all here. And and also a big, big thank you to Shokunin, the executive producer of our show, and to all of our other patrons. Um, really appreciate your support. It means a lot to us and, and thank you all for hanging out today. Uh, real quick content plug before we spot, start the show. If you're interested in supporting, there's a few ways that you can do it, please. If you like, like comment, subscribe or whatever to our stuff on YouTube, that helps. Uh, if you leave any reviews on the podcast apps, that helps. Um, if you are watching on Twitch or if you're someone that uses Twitch a lot, we do have some emotes that you can unlock. Um, there are some that you can get for free just by following. There are some that you can get by uh, subscribing that helps the show out. Um, yeah, if you do have Amazon prime, you can do it for free with your uh, prime sub anyways. Um, really appreciate all of you. If you are interested, I think we have a picture here, uh, if I can find it of, um, these two lovely people wearing some, uh, born to be wild merch. If I can find it since clearly I'm prepared for today's show. There, there we go. You guys haven't slipped me her number, by the way, I'm a little upset about that. <laughs> See, we don't have her number, but I think you actually do. <laughs> oh, right. 
Yeah. So uh, look at these beautiful people wearing Born to be Wild uh, t-shirts here. If you're interested in, in copying any of our merch, it's available on their website. Website is borntobewildhs.com. Again, borntobewildhs.com. If you go to the website, there's links to all of our stuff. So the YouTube and uh, there's links to all of the parody songs that we've done. There's links to the Discord channel. There's links to uh, a shop where you can get t-shirts and stuff. Um, it's kind of fun. So if uh, if you're interested, check it out. Um, lastly, yeah, we're talking about Discord real quick. If you're interested in interacting with any of us personally, we do have a Discord channel. Uh, it's it's a really fun place that we've um, had to, to interact with people from all across the world. Uh, we share deck lists. We share funny usernames. We share real life events and stuff and just kind of chit chat. It's kind of turned into a, a tradition to look at the, uh, the funny usernames from the past week. And, uh, this episode, there was a lot of, um, poop names, not surprisingly, <laughs> but, uh, this week goes out to the poop smasher, uh, El stanky dank, uh, poop zombie. And, um, diarrhea boy <laughs> that, that was my favorite <laughs> diarrhea boy <laughs> and pooper macho there you go <laughs> or uh n- not a poop related one but schmoopy daddy captured call me maybe <laughs> that's pretty funny which is quite appropriate for uh, what we were just talking about a few minutes ago. Comment. It was <laughs> oh no uh, i schmoopy daddy posted harry potter but it was playing death knight instead of mage i was so sad <laughs> Warlock would have also been appropriate. <laughs> Warlock, yeah, yeah. There's there were some others that were great, but they're not uh they're not uh, family friendly. But but if you go to the Discord, um and I liked Dr. Hulk Smash, that was pretty funny too. But anyways, mm-hmm. yeah, so so it's it's definitely been a week here um in the uh, Born to be Wild universe. Um I yeah, it, life comes at you fast sometimes and uh this week my computer decided to like totally bork out on Friday night. So here's what happened. Like I I had the goal of like hey, I'm going to prep early. So what happens? I swear every Friday night there's a Windows update like when I'm trying to go live and it mm-hmm. it always um screws everything up. And so I was like I'm going to do it early this time. And so I got up before work uh and lo and behold there was a windows update and so i was like all right cool i'm gonna do it and so i downloaded it and i did it was one of those gigantic ones and uh and so it's it's downloading and then it installs and then it gives me two options do you want to install and reboot or do you want to install and shut down and i was like well i gotta leave i gotta go to work so i hit install and shut down and then i just i i took off and uh, I come, I come home, turn on the computer, and it's just blue screen of death, infinite loop. Um, and so it, from what we can tell, is just corrupted Windows install. Um, but but yeah, it was bad. So anyways, last month, uh, like so today's March the fifth. Um, and so we're just like into the the very beginning of the month, and it was kind of crazy. I hit Legend super late last month. I almost didn't do it. And I thought that I had more time and then realized that February is such a short month. And I didn't think I was going to, I didn't think I was going to do it. And so I, I did on the last day of the month, right? It was the 27th, but it was like at, right after midnight. And so technically it was the last day. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But I was looking at it, right. We talked about like, sometimes people take a month off here or there. And I was going back to the spreadsheet that you made. I've been, mm-hmm. I've been keeping it up. So my I've got right now consecutive 
34 month win streak or like 34 months of hitting legend without stopping. And and I was like, I can't break it. I can't break it. I got to just sit down and do this. And I had played a ton of quest mage. I was so frustrated in the beginning of the month. I was just playing fun stuff. We had robot chicken on and I was wanting to get death Knight wins. And I was just playing like the fun stuff and I kept losing. And I had gone back to the, to, I got 10 X this month and I'm so used to like at 11 X facing these, like all the try hard decks. And, um, I just wasn't facing it. It was just all, it was like the greediest stuff. And, and finally I was like, all right, forget it. I'm just going to cheat and we'll play uh, the, <laughs> the cheat deck and we'll, we'll just win with infinite turns. And, uh, and Matt London is like, ha ha ha. It's like, no, 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 <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> um, and so, uh, but anyways, I took it to, to diamond five and then, like I did some co-op with blue train on the 27th and I swear we play, probably played for three hours. And like, I was just bouncing up and down and up and down. It was like the games take forever. And there's so much RNG because you're discovering a bunch of random stuff. And finally I was like, you know what? Forget this. I, I want quick games. And so I switched to secret mage and got there in like 45 minutes with an 80% win rate. Uh, and it was great. Oh, wow. Yeah. 80%. That's impressive. It was awesome. It was so fast and it was like, it got kind of late. Um, so I'm, I'm glad that it went pretty fast from there. And so here's the list area, just the one from tempo storm. Uh, it's interesting though. When I first looked at this, the one card that stood out to me as being weird was, um, blade master Okani. And I looked at it and I was like, why is Okani in this list? It seems bad. And then I started playing with it and I was like, oh, like Okani was like turned out to be the MVP and is basically you, you plop him down and he's either another counter spell or another objection mm-hmm. and uh, another one. Right. And it was wonderful. It was crazy. So, and, and then I, but it was so stressful to do at the very last minute. I was like, no way it's not, not happening again. And so as soon as the month turned over, like I was just started playing immediately and I got to diamond four on day one. And so now I need to like, I need to get there. Um, so I'm like right between, I don't know if I'm diamond four or diamond three right now, but like right there. And so I, I just need to push a lot earlier this month, but I got there like not allow the streak to be broken. will not let that happen. Well, I got there out of pure stubbornness, I think, but. Can I ask a question about the list? Yeah. Yeah. Did you miss the cloud princes? Because they looked so they looked so bad statistically when people look up like HS replay and stuff like that. That that's one of the cards that got cut. Um, Contra. I think this is OTZ's list. I think. Um, and what's interesting is he actually kept valet. Where I know like Corb and a lot of other people were cutting valet. Um, but yeah, that Okani. It's it's interesting. That was like almost like pillager tech. Yeah. It. It was interesting. There's not a lot of burst. And I, I, this, the list has gone through so many iterations over the years. I like, I'm so tempted to play like a, a Renathal version because there's so many cards that I want to include, but they weren't, I think they just weren't that needed. It was weird because I, like, I felt weird when we cut the, I don't remember the name anymore. That was the, um, four cost that made a copy of itself. Right. Yeah. And like we cut that because it's not good enough anymore. And then we started cutting Cloud Prince. Like, what in the world is happening? 
And of course, Orion is is very much a win more card. Um, the the greedy player in me likes it, but it's not needed. And it it was just kind of crazy. It, I, and the game is like, I think at this point is just all about denying your opponent stuff. Like you build a board and then you just don't let them do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, because every time they play something, it gets blown up or countered or whatever. And then you just draw a bunch of cards. So, and I couldn't tell you how many games I had where I was dropping like Cabal Lackey with Rig Fair Game on turn one. It was just so beautiful. Oh, um, yeah. It's, it's a like, dream. It's a, name a more iconic duo. I'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It's like, it's almost like um, the list wants to like, the disruption has gotten so good that you almost, you don't need the burst anymore. You just stop your opponent from having fun and you drop like, I don't know, like 2020 in stats and you're good to go. I lost, um, I, I lost a lot to even shaman. Like you have to kind of draw the nuts early and, or you save your, your flak mages with zero cost, um, secrets and stuff. But like, it's so hard cause they get the board back so quickly or the healing totems. Like you, uh, that, that's a hard matchup for me. The funny thing is like I faced off against a handful of people playing quest mage and I'd played so much of it that I knew how to beat it. And so, I mean, it was great. Like you just, you pop the block at one and then you play an explosive runes and just win. And it doesn't matter how many turns you take. <laughs> just doesn't... win forehead. We never got the armor vendor tech. Like we never got like the last, like degenerate, like, twist the knife where they start teching an armor vendor just so that like if you're playing against uh let's say um like copper hunter for a while copper hunter first quest mage was a big matchup we were waiting for somebody to play armor vendor so that explosive trap wasn't lethal and then it was like that would be over right that would be done so but nobody and no, nobody not even the cn got in on get out got in on it and uh and and, and did it and I wasn't going to say anything. So, <laughs> yeah, right. Well, you saw you saw um, Ixar's tweet, right? Buff secret mage. <laughs> so, Prage. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you I think know, it's like tier four now with the nerfs, which we'll get to later. Like, it's it's not in a good spot. Like, I think you picked the right time to play it and to knock it in. I know Reddit was like, well, I guess secret mages are gonna, just going to run wild now but like um we'll, we'll talk about it but like it turns out when you take two major food sources for a deck um it, it gets worse so. yeah that i i will say i i totally agree with that because like i sailed to like diamond five diamond four and then the nerfs hit and then it's just not nearly as strong and and there's a lot of greedy decks like people switched off to like the more greedy stuff and i think i'm gonna have to either I'm really wanting to play shorter games. So probably like either pirate rogue or like, or maybe something more controlly like Shutterwalk shaman or whatever. It could work. I don't know. I'm a little, I'm a little stuck at the moment, but we will, we'll get there and we can discuss that, but let's talk about your, your guys weeks because you guys had some great things uh, happen <laughs> yeah. in fact. So let me, I'll pass it over to Schmoopy daddy first. Um, so tell, tell, tell us about your week for a minute here. Speaking of short games. <laughs> yeah, let's, um, I mean, I, I don't know if anybody actually interacts with Hearthstone the way that I interact with Hearthstone, because in the same month, I played at Bronze 4 MMR Achievement Hunting, the 16th and the 17th. I dug myself out of that uh, with Death Knight decks up to like 
like 3k legend, which was getting me to like low legend. And then I basically spammed even shaman for three days and got into the top 300. So like I, the same month that I was playing in bronze five MMR, I, I also got to a place where I could camp for 11 X. Um, and eventually ended up finishing my achievements. I 100% of my achievements. Oh, wow. Uh, since then, uh, this month I had about like, I, I set a goal that I was going to get like 750 by the end of last month wins on death Knight, and then have only like 250 left. That was like my goal setting out when the expansion happened. Um, I had 985, so I punched it in this month. I got my 1K Demon Hunter, um, basically post-nerfs, a uh, Demon Hunter, Death Knight, basically post-nerfs. Um, blood felt the best because where I'm at, um, I know I previously posted that Reno Frost felt like the most well-rounded. We are not in a well-rounded meta right now. There's no. a lot of green and there's a lot of aggro, and people are still kind of figuring out combo. So uh, something that was kind of more polarized actually felt better. Whereas like, I'm not shocked that I know sheep, you had a little bit of success with not to, not to usurp what you're going to end up talking about, but you had a little bit of success with unholy DK that's oh, yeah. doing well for you. Um, blood ended up getting me there um, with, with, you know, five or six games. And like, if I queued a shutter shaman, it was like, all right, we'll see if we get there. We probably won't. Um, but but the aggro stomping, there's a lot of aggro and there's a lot of greed. And it's like, it's funny because they're trying to figure out the mix right now. So I got my 1K Death uh, death Knight. That's done. I have the cool hero portrait. Nate's like, I can't imagine. That's incredible. I, I will say, though, for the, the rune system makes grinding the class so much easier than any other class because you can vary your play so much. You can play... Um, Frost, which is a little bit more bursty. You can play Unholy, which is more board-based. You can play Blood, which is more control. Or you can play some of these mixtures that are interesting. I find the even mi mixtures are very interesting because especially the like the one Unholy double Blood hand buff style, that seems to do very, very well at low MMR. I, I got like shockingly well. Whenever I play it, um, it feels like a bad deck. I don't like how it feels, but statistically, whenever I'm tracking wins and losses, I'm I'm winning like 70% of the time with a deck like that. Like it loves seeing board braced aggro. So like I, I can I can kind of chop and change styles if I get bored of something and keep going, which made this really not all that bad of a grind. Um, so that was that was my Death Knight adventures, and then um, I hit Day One Legend this month which was a special kind of um which is special kind of like little little uh milestone for me because it makes 11 months of, of day one legend um this time with even shaman with 11x uh 29 and 22 um not to be toxic a little bit of a low win rate for wild but like i had this weird <laughs> i hit my first boss fight and then uh i lost it and then i lost like the next three matches uh, and then I, I had 11x, so I won three games after that and hit legend. Uh, yeah, see, and, and, the, the 11 and, is so... Which, is, which was, like, really, like, I thought about it. I was just like, wasn't I just, like, didn't I just lose four in a row? How am I in legend already? And I had to, like, look, go back and look at my game log to see what happened, which was which was funky. Um, two of those times in those 11 months have been 11x. Uh, nine of them have been 10. 
So I, I've done it the hard way most of the way. I'll probably try to get 11x this month, but I don't know if it's my meta. I, I don't know if I'll I'll get there. I'll try drooling even Shaman and see if I get there again. Uh, I know we're going to talk decks later. Uh, oh, no, no, here's, I've got your list pulled up, though. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, like, I, I, I basically looked at even Shaman and said, like, how can I have the most fun playing even Shaman? And so I said, let me use 10% of our brains and add as much burst into the even Shaman package as possible. And, and part of the logic behind this was um, Disco Lock, when it lived, did not like burst. It, yeah. it didn't like burst damage from hand. And they were tapping constantly. Like, they were digging constantly. Um, if you could provide enough board pressure early and survive that first cataclysm, you could burst them down. And that's actually how I won my, my boss battle. My boss battle was a Disco Lock who um, cataclysm. They didn't cataclysm the 2-5 the taunt. So uh, at two health, I got to swing face with my three attack weapon and crackled them down. And, and that, was, that was my boss fight. I went four and three against Disco. <laughs> right um, in the face. Which was, oh, yeah. <laughs> for even Shaman, supposed to be like a hopeless matchup. So I, I felt very confident about about playing that matchup and, and how that went. You um, put Wind Fury in here? Oh, man, that's spicy. <laughs> two... Corvette uh, was running, was running Cor Wind Fury over Crackle for a while because Wind Fury had better stats than Crackle. So, um, so yeah, I, I had Wind Fury in there. What was spicy was having Crackle and Wind Fury, um, and not having more bodies to put on the board. But I figure, you know what? I'm going to lean on even Shaman's hero power. I'm going to say that we have plenty of board presence. We're always printing board presence. We don't need board presence. Let's just reach out and slap somebody. <laughs> um, and that was my, and that was that. That's that's what I played up to 11x, and that's what I, I played to legend, and it, it feels pretty good. I think I, I like this list a lot. Um, there were times the Wind Fury definitely felt like a passenger, and there were times where like a pirate rogue um, left up on 11 attack uh, Gigantotem because they couldn't do anything about it, and I won from Giga behind because. There is there is no other out. Um, well, when you've so, got a Giga Totem with Giga Wind Fury, that's a lot of yeah, damage. Yeah, I mean so. that's the thing. And like, again, <laughs> good. Uh, and and Astalor's in here, right? Like, it's it's like Astalor's back. I cut him initially um, when he got nerfed, and then I heard people say, "Yeah, he's all right." You know what though? No, no, he's not bad. And every time I see Astalor come down, like I roll my eyes. I'm like, oh god. <laughs> Sweet validation. <laughs> the best time to play him, I feel like an even shaman, is to top deck him with eight mana. Yeah. Because yeah. you get the benefit of both mana thirsts. And then it's not all that long until like you're gonna get the full value from him. Or even in the mirror, if you're both top decking and you're both hitting each other with wet noodles, slamming out an eight-eight giant that deals seven to the board and some to face is like it, 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 it's kind of good. It's impactful, so, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> kind of good. So yeah, so that was um, so that was basically like like what I did. I had like a like a crazy rush of achievements and things getting done, mostly because a lot of it was already done. But like I finished my achievement hunting the last couple of days of the month in standard dumpster because Blizzard box Blizzard bots are amazing for achievement hunting. It's like putting in the cheat codes. It's like basic cards, demon hunter. Oh no, wait, it's a rogue. Um, and like there's no coherent game plan, and you're in no danger of dying. So if you build some kind of controlly deck, 
and just grind out whatever achievement you're going to do. I mean, it requires hitting legend and standard and then losing a ton, but like getting my achievements done, uh, hitting legend, um, getting 1k dh i also uh dk sorry i keep doing that um and also getting level 300 on the tavern pass so i know i'm on track to max out this bad boy and to top it off my buddy hit legend um yesterday neon heron and he and he told me he's been keeping track of how many months we've hit legend and he informs me that it's been officially three years that we've been hitting wild legend wow. consistently so um, it's like it's funny. A bunch of milestones kind of all coming together. Uh, it's basically ever since they changed the the track, well, the 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 pyramid list, right? Like how how they changed ladder fundamentally made it just so much more. It's made it. I don't know if it accessible. Yeah, it, it, it made it psychologically less damaging to attempt, right? Like like it, it like it, it just from a feels good perspective. I don't know if it was necessarily got all that much easier, but it felt like it got all that much easier. Not. Yeah. It, it's just the time investment is not so much. Like I, I did it before the ladder change and it took so much time and the stress level was so high because you didn't have these bonus stars. And like, this is way before like ranked floors and stuff. And it was awful. The, that, that climb was terrible. And so now it's like, it's doable monthly. When I did it the first time, I was like, all right, cool. I, I did it. I got the card back. I'm done. And, uh, mm -hmm. but is this something I'm going to do every month? Like, no way. It's too much time and too much like stress. And then, you know, I, I had the achievements done. Like what's the diff the difference between hitting diamond five and legend at that point when they were giving out golden cards at the end of the month was like one card. And it was like, forget it. I hit, I hit D five and I get a golden Epic. Like cool. I, that's awesome. I'll take it. And, and so I did it back then. And I don't, I think it wasn't until they switched the ladder system that I've hit every single month since. And just because it's not as much of a, a grind. Um, it's, yeah, it's not too bad. By the way, uh, for anybody who's like, we're posting the deck codes in, in chat here in Twitch, but if you're listening to this on an audio podcast or you're watching on YouTube, click the link uh, for the show notes. It'll be in the description. And we've got like a Google doc that's shared with everyone and you can copy and paste the deck codes and look at all the links and pictures and stuff. So if you like, we're not going to go card for card through the lists, but if you want to check them out, the pictures and the links uh, and the deck codes and all that are in the show notes. In the slots, um, in case people are just like you know, they're listening along and they haven't had the chance to get in there. In the slots that you normally have, like like Mana Panthara or like um, the uh, the Elemental, the three two Elemental, the Prince of Windchill, or like Cage Match Custodian. I don't run any of those like draw cards. I just run um, Crackles and I run Wind Fury, and I run Astalor. I don't have a Connie in the list, um, but yeah, that's that's those basically like those four four to six slots are kind of like where the flex is, and I've just piled burn into that, being like, okay, let's just let's just go get them. And Nate, to your to it's funny, you say it's that this is an uncomfortable matchup as a secret mage. I always feel like this is an uncomfortable matchup as an even shaman because <laughs> I want to deny Rigged Fair game as soon as possible. And so I will do funny things like keep a totem buff and buff one totem to hit face if I can manage it. Um, and then hopefully you draw a chisel. If you don't draw a chisel against Secret Mage uh, to deny rigged fair game, the matchup gets much harder. If you don't drop stone right, 
and make it so that every totem can hit face and deny rigged fairy game, uh, the matchup gets so much harder. So, like, uh, it's funny you were saying that it's a, it's just, uh, either way, it's like a struggle and neither player is happy and it's just a, it's just a cursed, it's just a cursed matchup. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny because I think, I felt like with the secret mage, I can, I've got some AOE, but it's all mana dependent and like you want to be cheating out these secrets, but like I found myself trying to like dump hand every turn to like, just get stuff out. I want, I want my cards on the board. I want my secrets active. And then if you can proc them all like, or, or I could find myself um, like I can clear two health, no problem. But when you get above that two health threshold, it, it gets really hard. And when you've got, like one healing totem is one thing, but if you've got two healing totems, it's like impossible. Like I got to do a full clear. Otherwise I'm in trouble. And it like, it, it wasn't worth it to do a partial clear because then everything just heals back up. Mm-hmm. But if you sit on cards, then you're just going to die because they keep hitting you in the face. And so it was like, you, you want to just deny stuff. And then I'd have people, they'd be like testing out, They'd be trying to test secrets with playing throwaway cards like Wind Fury or whatever it is. Like that's it's it's a good card that you can use to win, but like you don't care about it so much, right? If I'm just trying to eat a secret. Um Eater of Secrets is not a great great card to play. By the way, by the way, I ran into Ooh. at least two nerds playing Eater of Secrets this <laughs> month. I'm sorry if it was you, but I hate that card. And I won both of those matchups um like it it ate my secrets and then i killed them and so it was like okay (laughs) don't put bad cards in your deck please that's i've seen reddit copy pasta this week that's just like objective uh should be uh nerfed or banned or whatever because it directly stops eater of secrets and i'm like this is a perfect reason not to run eater of secrets and i honestly okay this is a controversial opinion this is this is schmoopy hot take i always preferred horde operative because yes your opponents know what secrets they have to play around but as a secret mage having to then play through the gauntlet of garbage that you've set up for your opponent <laughs> to get around is a really awkward position and yeah. like it requires it's like three mana i've stolen x amount of mana of value from you and now my deck can do whatever it wants to do. Um, you, on the other hand, have to run the gauntlet of whatever crap you have put up. And now, like, sometimes your hand as a secret mage is equipped where you can do that, but often it's not. Like, you've only got two or three cards in hand, and, like, it's tough to kind of play through it. But, like, even that's a garbage tech card. Like, like if you're going to run <laughs> cards, though, like, that's, like, I saw, um, like, Chinese lists preferred that for a while which i which i kind of liked huh. um for that reason I, I like i liked i liked using that in like a thief priest back in the day when it first came out in the barons because it was just kind of like ah, i got your ice block now that's funny. Uh, how, about you play, how about you play around your ice block nerd i will say the one thing that like the one change that i would consider making would be well and i don't even know i just i some of these cards require an unprocked secret to to trigger your valet or your um like chatty bartender and or even even reducing contract conjurer right and so all of these secrets like they proc every turn pretty much 
And so I'm tempted to throw in one ice block just to have something that won't proc. Uh, but I don't know what I'd cut, right? You're thinking like white delight. You'd probably cut an explosive runes because there's some, um, you've already got two objections. Explosive runes gets a little bit worse with, um, with two objections. Well, so objection is always procs first and it's objectively better. And I, <laughs> objection. Especially with the, uh, with the nerfs, which we'll talk about in a bit with well, West Mage not being in the, the a force in the meta. Between anymore. that and Pillager. Now I know people, some, some, there's some like really big huffing of copium going on, but like the new Pillager is bad. Like it's <laughs> really bad. So I, I, but I think that really that's what Explosive Runes was for, right? It was the bad matchups, your, your Quest Mage and, and Pillager Rogue, which are not an issue anymore. So maybe that could go. I felt like I was the, top decking a lot, like because you just are dumping hand all the time. But I liked it because I was winning on turn five. All it's like It felt like an aggro deck. It was great. Uh, and then I'd have people that would just concede. I got so much of that on my Legend Climb. Like people would, like I'd turn one, Cabal Lackey Secret concede it was like okay yeah no it's a it's a I I would call it an aggro deck now I, like it's a different deck than like when you guys came my first episode on here it's it it feels completely different I actually don't necessarily enjoy playing it because it just, it feels so different it's gone through so many iterations because like like we've we've seen it be super bursty before with like gosh it used to run brand right brand into cloud prince or whatever like yeah. and then we decided no 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 we got to go board based and we were running um the uh the one that makes water elementals whatever that's called and um and just going super wide with it and now it's like nah it's just let's just like deny everything and just go super aggro and so it's it's been it's been it interesting and once the nerfs hit i feel like the meta really shifted and it's still a little bit unsettled and this hasn't been working out quite so well for me since then but like i don't know we'll see but yeah let's let's talk about sheep's week because there were some pretty awesome accomplishments here as well and then we can talk about the nerfs so oh shucks well i was also on the death knight uh wins milestone train uh so not quite the 1000 uh <laughs> win achievement that schmoopy got but i hit the 500 death knight win uh achievement nice um yeah buddy uh so you know got the golden hero power which is great i'm actually so uh i'm actually to 582 death knight wins now so holy cow making my way towards actually towards the the 1k unholy cow <laughs> the button's more important than the 1k let's be honest the button the like the one oh, yeah. is the 1k is kind of mid it's not it's not demon hunter 1k right like demon hunter yeah. 1k is like one of the all-time greatest skins they've ever made especially for a 1k the death knight 1k it's it's all right like it's nice right now because you have it other people don't but the button's the important thing that's awesome man very cool thank you yeah, and and I I can play the Corgi Death Knight with the Golden Hero power. Oh, glorious! <laughs> yes. So really happy about that. Um, mostly did that. Not mostly. Uh, did a lot of climbing and kind of finished it off with um my new even uh, unholy Death Knight list, um which runs um the newly nerfed <laughs> Construct Quarter right as well. So um, what are these screenshots here uh, that you sent over? 
Oh, so that is uh, just the um, golden hero power oh, and the the golden um, fragile ghoul as well. Oh, it's beautiful. And and yeah, Construct Quarter actually getting nerfed made it f- like slot right into this really nicely. So it really did. So um, I took my uh, I, I called it F and Stefan. So it's like even Steven, but PHs instead of V's in both. Um, <laughs> That's so funny. I took my my list and I uh, took out the uh, two, three undeads that if an undead died then it bone flinger bone flinger that was really tough that's a three mana card that was always really tough to proc yeah so so i took that out and slotted the construct quarters in and just sailed to legend uh so hit legend yesterday so if we had actually been recording on friday uh, on friday i lost to final boss and fell down to d3 and then saturday i actually progressed back up and and got there uh my final boss was actually um an unfavorable matchup so i was playing against um an unholy uh raza priest and on turn five i hero powered and thought i grabbed my construct quarter which was right next to my grave strength and I accidentally grabbed my grave strength. So on turn five, <laughs> whoopsie. And that was against my, uh, my opponent had uh, Najak hexened my um, Merlocula, which was fully invoked. And so I was going to get my Merlocula back. Well, I, I didn't get my Merlocula back. So my opponent, um, uh, Zola the Gorgon, the Merlocula, and Seance the Merlocula, and had a huge board. This was my second final boss. I actually won that game. How? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, uh, Marogard, uh, Lord Marogar. But I only needed Marogard to deal six damage at the very end of it. Like, like I, I was right there, and that was after Areno. That was after um, uh, Shadow Reaper Anduin. Um, I don't. I don't remember if they played. I think they did. Um, uh, played Raza as well. Like, wow! Look at this. So the screenshot here it has your legend number on it, right? But it it shows your board damage on here. Forty seven. <laughs> that was Marigar. <laughs> yep. I only needed six damage to stick, and they had already played Shadow Reaper Anduin. I think they had already played um, the four mana mass uh shadow word death as well mm-hmm. uh, shadow word ruin that's the word um i think they had already played that too so like yeah it's just the constant pressure constant yeah. pressure just just continuously going so the um construct quarter uh yeah well we'll, we'll get there whenever we're talking about about the the nerfs but like low-key like strong buff for uh well yeah especially DK, with a sure. with a one mana hero power like oh wow. yeah yeah this is good and just print out the those four or five rushers just oh glorious yeah. especially if you you can like get two of them on board and they're alternating so it's like print a rusher this t- four or five print a four or five print a four or five print a four or five and you just oh glorious love it Even i thought Steven. it was gonna be too slow i thought it was like it was like bait a little bit and i i i think from what i've seen playing against other people playing the card like it looks fine in that list and it looks like bait in other lists which is interesting yeah i think you're right um unholy really likes um uh corpses absolutely loves corpses 
uh, even being able to have the one mana hero power to just print those four fives also really strong. Um, it's an aggro list, but it it's kind of mid-rangey. Um, so it, it does really well against Pirate Rogue, for example, which is one of the reasons why I did so well, um, because I'm building my board while denying their board, you know, with, with things like the um, uh, Plague Strike and the uh, Verkle Necrolite and the Construct Quarter that we were talking about. Uh, and then whenever you get a Merlocula or two down for free, then you're like, controlling their board, healing your face, in the case of Merlocula, um, while developing your own board. And then once you've got your board, anytime you get that grave strength, it can just be lethal like that, like out of nowhere. Um, so it's it's definitely still an aggro deck, but against other aggro decks, like you can you can deny them so much while mm -hmm. building up your own board um, that it ends up doing really well. Um, I really liked the fact that I didn't see as much secret mage after the nerfs because that was always really tough. You know, objection is hard to deal with. And um, uh, the the one that denies your spell. Wow. Um, Counterspell? That's the one. Thank you. <laughs> the one that counters your spell. That one. <laughs> like, oh, hey, I'm trying to deal with your board with my spells. Nope. <laughs> Try, trying to play my own minions to like delete your board. Nope. Uh, so I was really glad, you know, in, in my particular uh, pocket meta that that did not see a whole lot of those because that was a really tough matchup. Whereas the other aggro, um, you know, pirate rogue, I'm not going to say a free win, but heavily favored there. And um, even Shaman is kind of a, a, a coin flip. It's just who can uh, attain and maintain their own board the best. Um, sometimes they get there. Sometimes we get there. So it's, yeah. uh, I, was, I was really glad to see those go. School Teacher and um, uh, Necrotic Mortician right now are also really strong because the pool is so small. Um, as we get more cards, those will definitely rotate out of the list. Um, but right now our pool is so small that it's pretty consistent that whenever you're discovering something from those that you can find something good yeah. to play. Um, but as we get more cards, then those will be less needed as well because we'll have more good cards to put in their spot, right? Um, and then of course, Hero Power 1, Bone Digger Geist on 2, we've got our, our um, Totem Golem. Uh, and then either like Hero Power into like Necromancer on 3, or uh, hero power into uh, mana feeder Panthara, or uh, you know, like so many different things. Like even if you have no corpses, if you hero power before you play the Necromancer, I know I already mentioned this in, in a previous episode, but if you hero power first and then play the Necromancer, then your fragile ghoul will die first, and then it'll check to see if you have a corpse. So that that always feels. Not like cheating, but like you feel really clever every time that happens. <laughs> nice, nice. I was gonna ask, do you ever do you ever um find that that minion is working against at like cross purposes with your deck because it's taking corpses away from the grave strength counter? Because like that's that's always been like I wouldn't almost I would almost not term even like and this is annoying because we can like debate labels forever. I'd almost call it even DK like um. Uh, unholy even dk like a a mid-range deck deck just because like you can win on turn five but it's not really guaranteed only because it's so hard to get grave strength juiced so early right because in in part because like your best minion is kind of working at cross purposes to them 
Yeah, so it, it denies the early burst. However, most of the time, have like printing out those one three taunts is more advantageous than like just ending the game that that quick, um, especially in you know being able to protect my board so that my board can go face more consistently. Um, there were some times, and it, but it was pretty infrequent where it's like, oh, if I had Grave Strength activated now, then I would win, but I don't because of that uh, Necromancer. It, it happened like two or three times total. And you almost toss it versus Druid. Like this is like this is where like you start get talking about mm. like you know, like refining your mulligan, right? Like do you almost yeah. like, toss it versus Druid for that kind of reason, right? Probably. I, you know, I think so. And honestly, I think Druid is the only one that I would keep Astalor in. Other than that, I'm tossing Astalor. Are you are you playing him on two? Are you just like getting the body, getting it rolling? Yeah. 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 And you know, if I have another thing to play on to, like uh particularly the Bone Digger Geist, then I'm doing that instead. But if I if I don't have it, I'm not I'm not holding on to it for value. Like I'm I'm dropping it on two. I'm dropping the five five on five. Maybe um, wait for ten for the big burst, but yeah, that makes exactly. Sense. Mm-hmm. So it it has some different play patterns depending on what you're playing against, but it's versatile in that that way as well, which I really like. Um, I did not expect Merlocula to be a keep quite as much as it was, but it totally is. Like especially against Rogue, against Rogue, I'm keeping Merlocula because on one, I'm get, you know there's one infuse on two. Odds are I'm like uh, playing a, a, a plague strike, right? And then there's a second one. Then on three, if I have another plague strike or like a ver- uh, Verkul uh, mm-hmm. Necrolite, then odds are I'm playing Merlocula um, on three just for free. Super strong, especially whenever you're healing yourself and continuing to control the board. Did not expect to keep Merlocula, but it it feels really good. I I don't know stats, but... At the very least, for feeling, it, it feels right against uh, aggro matchups for sure. You know, I know early on when uh, Robobson was having success at the list, he said that uh, Merlocula was a keep. You always keep Merlocula for that very reason. It's like it's a four mana card that never costs four. And um, again, you know, the free the free spider tank with life steal is like yeah. brutal for some decks. <clears throat> it's absolutely brutal. You got to sink a swordfish swing into it. And now you're talking about like he healed you for seven. Yeah, because of the lifesteal, right? And the really close matchup against uh, even shaman almost like swings straight up in your favor if you're dropping that that free three four with lifesteal. It's incredible. That's incredible. <laughs> nice. I'll have to try it too. The, yeah, the list looks super fun. Uh, Sylvanas the accused also did not expect that to like carry so hard, but against Druids, they put their, their, uh, five, 10 up. They think they're safe. Boom. It's mine. I have lethal. Um, that's what I love. Ab- and I have lethal. Yeah. I, I, I like the utility of Sylvanas where some of the cards like that are mana thirst or whatever there are, like you have to, um, earn or infused, infused, yeah. infused, you have to hold them to get value. And Sylvanas, like, it doesn't really matter. Like, it's nice if you can steal the card, but like most often we don't really care. It's like a big taunt that we don't have to now smash all our stuff into. We just nuke it and, and go phase. Uh, yeah, I thought Solanus is really good. It is really nice in the mirror whenever it's fully infused because they have uh, rushers, four or five rushers in particular. Boom, I stole your rusher and then I'm not only denying that one, but I'm also further controlling your board. Um, 
But like you said, if you're holding on to it to be fully infused, you're, you're probably doing it wrong. Uh, but it's a six mana card. So odds are you're getting it infused anyway because you have so many other cheap things and, yeah. and different ways to control the board and your, your general ideas to like play dumb, stupid men, like short, like small, like just wide minions that die so easily uh, that she gets infused super easy despite yeah. it being like infused seven, like in other decks that feels nigh insurmountable in this deck. It feels like if it's in hand for like two turns, it's infused. <laughs> Gross. Wow. <laughs> oh yeah. She's looked really good. She's looked really good. Yeah. Way better. I would have expected. I saw her in some early lists. And I'm like, dad, this is all right. And then like, she steals your thing from below and you're like, uh, i stole a wind fury gigantotem and felt great (laughs) oh gross (laughs) that's 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 nasty that's Uh, incredible (laughs) i do have an update from hydra hydra's not here but um he did leave us a note so i'm just gonna read it uh i know he was playing a lot earlier this week and and having a hard time on mobile um, trying to get Hearthstone installed on his tablet and on his phone and just having it crash all the time. And uh, so that's the context for this, right? So he says, so I've mentioned my mobile issues. I reinstalled Hearthstone again on the iPad and it's actually going quite well. I played three nights in a row for two or three hour sessions until it crashed. And it only crashed when I decided to brag about how well it was running. <laughs> <laughs> Irony. Uh, I had not touched EU at all in February until two nights before the season ended. So I had a rush with 10X from bronze, uh, from from bronze 10 made it to d5 and didn't bother trying after that and left it up to the hearthstone gods to see if i was lucky enough to keep 10x i was that's good um he says i played button shaman like schmoopy daddy but it was an old list that i just had sitting around i switched to schmoopy daddy's version and it did fine with uh, and did fine with that as well I felt like I had burn sitting in my hand sometimes. I did not want to use it quite yet. Other games, the burn came in super clutch. Nothing like two crackles for lethal with a high roll. I'm undecided on which build I prefer. So there you go. <laughs> when you play two crackles for lethal with a high roll, you cackle. <laughs> you got that right merlocular <laughs> if you don't know what that is that's that's the battle cry for for merlocula <laughs> it's so bad <laughs> that's he has so many different <laughs> options that is all of them back to back to back to back <laughs> sorry <laughs> Okay. Well, anyways, we this was a pretty heavy news week. So uh, these are things I miss when I, these are <laughs> I miss when I don't have my sound on. I play on mute on my phone so often. You have no idea. Yeah, I usually play on mute as well. Um, and then you play with sound on, and you're like, "What? Wait, what was that? You got murgled? Yeah, here you go. Murgled. <laughs> <laughs> anyways let's there was a lot of news this week so let's uh let's talk about it welcome to the news the news is so good all right and how yeah okay so this is a crazy uh a crazy news week here 
So apparently the the wild summit that we were all speculating about, right? Um actually like had an impact much earlier than anticipated. And so oh, we yeah. we got like I I saw the tweet and the whole community was grumbling and like it was like a all right, like you know, put your money where your mouth is, right? Like prove it. And then they dropped this. I couldn't even believe it. So <laughs> and then they did put their money where their mouth is. <laughs> I was quite surprised. And so there's one standard nerf that kind of is a little bit of a buff, like we talked about earlier. So the uh, the first card that they changed was Construct Quarter. Um, so previously it yeah. was... Uh, so this is the Demon... No, sorry, Death Knight location. Uh, destroy a friendly minion and summon a 4 or 5 Undead with Rush to replace it. Uh, previously it was three mana. Now it is four mana. And and so now it slots right into even unholy death Knight. Um, the dev comment oh, yeah. here says overall, this is a little bit of a lighter patch for standard. We just had a big infusion of cards with the mini set. So this patch is just looking to address two major outliers after that card infusion. We're excited to see where the mini set lands after these adjustments. Uh, but this, this did impact wild. So I, yeah, wanted to address um, it. and the dev comment specific to Construct Quarter was that Frost Death Knight is the best deck in standard after the mini set, and Construct Quarter is a standout card in that deck and in other Death Knight decks. This change is both an acknowledgement of the strongest deck in the format and the strongest card in that deck. Um, so this is a wild podcast. Um, if you are unaware, in Frost Death Knight, People were running um, the eggs like there, there were a whole lot, though, pretty much the entire deck was built around construct quarter and being able to, to leverage those print, just printing tons of, of four or five undeads with rush. Um, and it was great. Uh, so this kind of nudged it. And <laughs> obviously for us, and it was great. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I got a lot of death night wins. It was 70% of the meta. It was awesome. It was Definitely too strong, and I'm glad that it was nerfed, but it was great to get some DK wins. Uh, I think I mentioned on last week's show that I was up, like, oscillating between, uh, like, 1K Legend in Standard and, like, 6K Legend in Standard, like, back and forth, back and forth, because it was just, like, a a coin flip against other Frosty Ks on who got their Construct Quarters out first and and who had the best best things. Um, So... Obviously, this is a wild podcast, so the implication for wild is now we can play that in even Death Knight decks, and now that's great. <laughs> hey, there we go. Uh, here's the other card that is for standard. It was nerfed for standard, but it does have an impact on wild as well, is the Goldshire Knoll. Uh, it previously was 10 mana, now is 11 mana. So here's the dev comment. Before the rise of Frost Death Knight, Evolve Shaman was the biggest outlier in the format. This change is to keep Evolve Shaman in line after the adjustment to Construct Quarter. Goldshire Knoll is an important enabler for decks bad for the deck's bad play patterns. Um, and this makes those play patterns slower and less powerful while still allowing Evolve Shaman to play with the exciting new cards they got in the mini set. So what this was like, you, you just, you played it for super cheap and then evolved it into uh, a 10 drop. Chattiest. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, was, yeah. yeah. We got a lot of Neptulons and stuff like it was just. Was... Neptulon wasn't supposed to be in the pool, but Neptulon was in the pool. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. With the, the new discover and evolve, <laughs> it was, it was bad. 
Yeah. So but the 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 bummer and Evolve Shaman is such a pile of cards that like I I don't Nate hates Evolve Shaman with a burning passion. Oh dude, well, you know, it's just like it I I don't mind losing to skill and I don't mind losing but like losing to bad RNG is doesn't feel super good and and like yes I might. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Anyways, um where well, and goldshire and old too like they, they kind of mentioned in the the dev comment here just exacerbated those really toxic play patterns like super bad because the the highest um kept win rate cards in the deck were things like schooling not to play the one ones but to just discount the null to get it out quicker <laughs> yeah, yeah like that's bad like <laughs> Yeah, it yeah. makes sense why they touch this card. This card, though, is probably going to get the Dino Tamer brand treatment, right? Like, we had Dino yeah. Tamer brand at eight mana for like three and a half weeks. They they rotated him and they reverted him right back. So, like, I know there's a lot of, I, I it's funny. I, um, I'm in some circles where there's like warlock mains who are QQing about, about even warlock and like, I can't do, I can't do no Bob. It's not going to be for long. Um, this is uh, this is like an easy shoe in revert from my perspective. It's out seeing you guys nod your heads. I think you agree with me. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it's not going to be long. Try to try to entertain yourself with something else. Even even Warlock will be back and he'll be back with inventions. Yeah, yeah. Noel wasn't a, a toxic play pattern here because we weren't doing those same kind of evolved shenanigans um, that that they were. So. Yep. I think you're right, Schmoopy. It's an easy nerf reversion um, come rotation time, which should be soon. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, and that's the only reason I really wanted to bring it up is that it was seeing some play in even Warlock, which doesn't see very much play, but it's a deck, right? Um, it might now in like in this meta, it might, yeah. uh, but it, it's missing Null, so it won't. Like yeah. People won't play it. People won't try it. I'll probably play with OG Cthulhu minions in it sometime <laughs> in the dumpster uh it's probably an okay deck just because it has so many clears but like missing null hurts a lot um yeah well here's here's the true the the wild uh nerfs that everybody has been complaining about for ages like and i i couldn't believe that this even happened so that's incredible oh i'm so excited i can't <laughs> so all right, Gray Sage Parrot got hit, so audios to uh, Quest Mage for good this time, I think. So here's the dev comment. Uh, for a while, we've been discussing potential updates to the mode. I'm a little bit scared for what that means, but uh, anyways, in this patch, we're making changes to help curb some of the mode's negative play experiences. We don't view these changes as exhaustive, but we are working on some more long-term updates that we're excited to share once they're more solidified. God, that makes me so nervous. Um, anyways, the uh, so Great Sage, Great Sage Parrot, uh, they just changed the battle cry. So this is the six mana four five beast that said, "Battle cry, repeat the last spell you've you've cast that cost five or more." And so you could just play the quest reward um, for open the way gates and just get infinite turns, right? Not infinite literally, but you play Great Sage Parrot, and then you play it again, and you play it with Bran, and you play. Um, potion to get one one copies of it and you just go and the uh, Northshire farmer degenerates 
used to tilt me so much when they'd shuffle in. Like they'd brand North yeah. Star Farms, so now there's six more parrots in their deck. Oh, gross! It's like really, really, bro. I really. Liked, I liked the deck when it was like the Giants version because at least you just died. Like they complete the quest, drop four Giants, take the next turn and kill you. And it was over, but like losing yeah. to infinite turns is like the worst. And you can't just quit because sometimes the RNG is not in their favor or sometimes they screw up or, you know, pray they lose connection and you can still pull it out. But like not very often, but enough that it's like worth to just sit there, but it's awful. Like the play experience was really bad. And so, you know, says the person who played it last month. Um, but like they committed war crimes i am quite guilty uh for for playing this card so the new battle <laughs> that's card, an admission of guilt <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes objection um i guess i got to see it on its way out anyway so the new battle crisis repeat the last spell that you've cast that costs six or more so the quest reward don't apply anymore um, I've been, in fact, I believe this was the nerf that Martian Boo suggested, which mm -hmm. it seems very eloquent where they didn't kill the card. They just killed that deck. Uh, so you can still play this in standards, like big spell mage or whatever. Like you really want to play this on like your Yog box or whatever the, um, the standard version is called, yeah, right? Nine mana one. Yeah. Well, yeah. And what's so eloquent about this change, too, is that it only looks at the initial mana cost of the card. So further to your point of Big Spell Mage being unaffected, if, you know, the Yog box is um, discounted to zero and you play that, Grace Age Parrot will still replay that Yog box. Um, so it's, it's really an eloquent nerf because you, if you somehow are able to, you know, get your uh, quest reward increased in, in cost to cost six or more that's unaffected by this too because it only looks at the original mana cost of the card so really eloquent nerf here i big fan huge fan yeah this is uh, i mean this is pretty crazy um it like wow they did it so there mm -hmm. you go the other one is they just killed the card uh <laughs> Right. Shmoopy Daddy, you have anything to say about Grace Age Parrot before we move on to the next one? No, I have like, a, you know, greater thoughts about the impact of the nerfs as a whole. But no, like this is this is good. I was just going to echo what Sheep said. This is this like what's cute about this change is it actually doesn't impact standard big spell mage at all because they don't really play five mana spells. They right. play a seven mana spell or like an eight mana spell sometimes. I guess not a seven mana spell anymore. A nine mana spell and a ten mana spell. So like this, literally, you're changing a standard card for wild, but it doesn't matter. The only deck that cares about it is a uh, is um, you know, a, a, the like with what the 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 five mana like arcane whatever. Spooky mage runs deathborn, but that's six mana. Like this 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 helps wild tremendously while not impacting standard whatsoever. Perfect. I, I'm done. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so here we go. Um, they, you notice how they they like to uh, nerf the the commons, right? <laughs> like you can get your forty <laughs> <True>. dust back. <laughs> I think that's a myth. I um, think that's a myth. They like they, to. They, 
they don't think about dust whatsoever. I think when they do some balance patches, it just happens to be that like you print more commons and rares than you do epics I'm, and whatever. I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. But Especially, no, but that's a Reddit. That's a Reddit conspiracy theory that oh, they won't give us this because uh, there's too much. Blizzard says it's too much dust. I don't think that comes into. I don't think. I really don't think that's we see that factored in. Well, we've seen it plenty of times where they've nerfed epics. Right? They just mm -hmm. nerfed uh, what the relic of whatever. Uh, the, the, ner the the relic of draw and cheat mana, whatever it's called. And, the the and next two, the next two are epics. Co coincidentally, um, yeah. the well, I just laugh because a lot of times they'll hit like a. They'll hit um, like the core card, so you just get no refund at all. But I, I was just joking. Um, that is definitely a good impression of Reddit, though. And uh, so, so the next one is Spectral Pillager. Hi, Reddit. And they just nuked it. It's dead. So previously, um, it was a six mana combo deal damage equal to the number of cards you've played this turn. So they've reduced now it's charge minions plus one attack. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. They were on commanders pillager oh, for sure. Big time. So, well, all right. So they reduced the mana cost by one. So now it's five mana, five, five, but it can no longer target face. It can only target minions. Um, it deals two damage to a minion for each other card you've played this turn. But like, Oh my gosh. So Reddit is on some serious like copium, right? Because there's apparently a way that you can still get the combo off if you do the damage to the minion that like when it takes damage, the damage goes to the tongue something. I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, I don't know. It, is it a two man or a one mana one four? One. Okay. One mana. It's a, it's a one four, but it 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 Deals your hero damage for any damage it takes, but you use Silas Darkboon to give it to the opponent. <laughs> yes. And then you pillager that. And, yes. Um, I've seen Gimme Lamp peddling this about in various circles. Um, I mean, he's, I, I he's no combo degen and and professional dust baiter. Uh, this this is it. He said, oh, it's a 60% win rate and it always kills on turn six. Still better than old pillager. Still better than old pillager. I've got screenshots of a turn three lethal I got with old pillager. And the thing about old pillager was um, the real like I don't think it was as hard to be good at pillager rogue as some people made it out to be. Good enough to be proficient with it, where you're like on a very base level, I'm effective with pillager rogue. Um, where the skill came in was I've lost combo pieces. Can I still find the lethal or I have not drawn all my combo pieces. Can I still find the lethal? And that's where you've got like your roller bees, your maxi bonds, your like oh, yeah. next tier pillager players are yeah. killing you consistently on turn four, five, and six without everything that they need normally you would think to do the basic combo. So, I remember like, two instances very clearly. One, so last month, I think it was, you were trying to learn the deck, right? Or maybe it was the month before. And I... I played, a, I think it was a dirty rat or something like a dirty rat. I was playing against a pillager player and I dirty ratted their um, scabs cutter butter, which is like, that's the combo enabler, right? Because he reduces so much. I dirty ratted it and I killed it. Like it was gone, gone, gone. And I lost on turn four. And I was like, what? How? Like I saved the replay and I sent it to Shmoopy Daddy because I was like, how is this even possible? I was so upset. <laughs> Old man yells at cloud. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and, but it, it, it's very skill intensive. And 
like I, I was almost more flabbergasted that that I was like, how did you do that without that key piece? And there are really some um players that can do that. Watching Maxibon, when we played in the listener series, there was like a uh it was like the ultimate like Reno or whatever, where there's the Mega yeah, Highlander. Was the yeah, main- he had the Mega Highlander Pillager. And he was playing against Pigpen. He saw some funny stuff, yeah. Right? Yeah. So no duplicates, Pillager Rogue, minus all the good cards because you could only have one ofs and you couldn't run them in other decks either. And he still pulled it out. And it was just, it was like, it's that meme of like the math going across the screen. This is what it was. And good, good players can make it work. It's kind of funny. The new combo is, is silly, but like, is it still good? Like, nah, I don't think so. I thought they were going to turn Pillager to seven and make it almost like an Ignite Mage nerf, where now it's like you're consistently pushing the combo back to turn six, seven. Because Ignite Mage isn't like, you could say, okay, Ignite Mage is dead. Ignite Mage can still, as somebody who occasionally gets a fire spell, um, quest and degenerates and plays ignite mage um because i miss it um it, it can still like kill pretty consistently on turns you know five if you're lucky but mostly it's like six seven is when you're is when you're popping off which is i think right now probably the standard for combo it's like yeah. very quietly ignite mage is probably okay right now especially if you're in a little greed pocket Shh, let's not let's not <laughs> spread that too much what's the schmoopy he's crazy um but I think because it's Rogue and because they plan on further printing more mana sheet for Rogue, I think they just didn't want to deal with this anymore. I yeah. think they looked at it's a long-term problem and they just said, all right, you know, it's Spectral Pillager. You're going to go from a combo, I'm going to kill you card to a possibly pretty good tempo card. Like it, it's like taking out a minion. This is, if you look at it, this is like an un, uninfused Sylvanas for one less mana. Like this is this is like okay you play a couple cards for free because it's rogue whatever you kill a minion you make you make a five five like somebody's going to use it that way someday and well like, you can maybe you, we need to fix how we view it because it is so different from what it was that now its right. utility has changed. Um, well, but throw it in odd rogue copium right? But I Slizzle just hit legend with odd rogue right? It's the first time I've seen it in like two years. And Slizzle hit Legend with it this past month, so, I mean... Well, Pyramid Head got up to 400 with it on EU uh, with an odd road list, and I've seen it propagated since. Like, depending if you get Tour Guide down, like, I think it's favored into Pirate Rogue, personally, because of the hero power. And it's better suited into even Shaman because of the hero power. And I, I hit Legend with Odd Rogue in last June. <laughs> Hey, there you go. All right. Well, this card. Yeah. So there's one more. There's one more. Uh, so the last one up is Cataclysm. Um, and the, the Mechathune players are, are crying right now. But uh, it, here we go. Right. So it is now five mana. It used to be four mana. So it's a Warlock Epic spell. Destroy all minions. Discard two cards. Um, and yeah. Wow. It's very different now. Right. So not only they they totally destroyed this one right so not only does it cost one additional mana um but you don't discard your whole hand anymore you only discard two cards so wow like that's just that's that's Did a they destroy it though well no but 
It they they destroyed the um, what Mad at Arms called just taking your deck and throwing it your opponent's face. Like, <laughs> that, that is part is gone. that is an excellent analogy. They they, <laughs> they they did that part, but I almost wonder. So some people are like, okay, is Disco dead? No, is Disco really no, dead? I've lost two after this. It's, it's I don't not. think it is. I think you go back to like the board based Tiny Night Goofy stuff. I'm not convinced this still isn't like awful in that deck one copy just because the effect is still strong you're just you're destroying everything on board while also discarding two cards like if you're not i could see it being where it's just like i'm wiping out a board and then i'm also like this hits two of my board base stuff so now i'm printing board that's strong you still have a hand afterwards like like no i don't think it's like if they transform this this might become a reno lock card now yeah, no, I think that this is this this is okay. Like it doesn't kill the archetype. In fact, I've lost to it after the nerf. I think the one I've seen it's like a little bit more board based now. And when you're discarding things like the the two five taunts or the the spider eggs or whatever, like it's fine. It's fine. They it just they slowed it down. And you can't because you're not discarding your entire hand, you can't just win on turn four anymore because you've discarded, you know, four copies of uh the, the one that sends six damage to your face, right? Soul Barrage. No, like, they, yeah. funny. like it's it's the first time I've seen them, like, address Warlock's inherent, like, long-term problem with Wild is that, like, the downsides are getting so much synergy that they're not downsides anymore. And so mm-hmm. at, at some point, Warlock cracks in half because what used to be a disadvantage and was balanced to be a disadvantage is no longer a disadvantage. It's, it's like one of the best cards in the deck cataclysm turned into the best card in disco lock, which is kind of absurd. I mean, maybe it's not technically right. You could say, well, it's over us. Okay, fine. But the card that really after tome tampering was, was banned. Mm -hmm. The card that stirred the drink was cataclysm. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, which is nutty. That's a good assessment. So I, I want to talk about the impact to the meta, I think, but I want to read this tweet from Matt London first. Um, yeah, um, I think we should maybe talk about the meta first, because I think this tweet may have some broader implications for the future of wild. Yeah, I think um, it does. You're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. So no. um, what do you think about uh, the meta implications? I know Schmoopy in particular has, has some uh, pretty big opinions here. Um, I have some as well, but I want to start off with Schmoopy. <laughs> All right. So what I'm seeing in Legend already is I'm seeing an interesting stratification. I'm seeing like rank 200 and above. I'm seeing things like Reno Priest. I'm seeing Shutterwalk Shaman. I'm seeing um, Druid assorted Druid combo decks. But also I know of players trying Dragon Druid trying reno druid trying some of the slower archetypes again because i think um with some of these this fast combo and disco nuked it's giving some breathing room to archetypes that we saw in the renathal days and nathria and which was like kind of like a mini golden age in wild as like as far as like diversity yeah. format and things you could play right um so like I see that in the two hundreds and well, but I'm at like kind of a funny spot in my MMR right now where like I'm queuing into that, but also I'm queuing into a hard band of aggro, which I think is like a bunch of kind of like lower MMR aggro players that have gotten to legend early and are now stagnating. So they're playing um, 
they're jamming Even Shaman all day. They're jamming Pirate Rogue all day. They're jamming um, Aggro Shadow Priest all day. And it's funny, I'm like rolling dice as to like which I'm doing into right now. Um, I don't think that combo is dead because I've I've died to combo decks like um, like um, uh, Mechathune Druid. I've died to this goofy um, Chinese list uh, combo Druid deck that's like. It takes the I, I saw Dane on in as far as like Western decks go. Dane kind of came up with it, where it's just like, okay, well, what if I empty my deck, togwaggle your deck, and then play Jailer both? And now you're forced to answer my invincible board state with whatever you have left in your hand, and most decks can't. I, um, I played against that, and I couldn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I've seen a I've seen a, a Chinese streamer. I think kind of like either had the same idea or took Dane's concept and. Um, innovated it because I've seen I, I've played against it probably five six seven eight times now I've seen it a bunch so wow. like it's, it's a popular deck at again that kind of like mid legend stratification which makes mm -hmm. me think it might trickle down to like lower MMR combo heads um, it, it's it's strong because it's strong in the aggro because it's running Oaken summons not unlike Dayton's version so like it's it's gaining a lot of armor and then all of a sudden it's like using your board against you floops gloop uh flipper friends mm -hmm. get enough mana for celestial alignment celestial alignment pop go and then it's like all of a sudden as an aggro deck i'm looking at you know 27 power uh, my opponent has both and jailer up neither of us have a deck i died um so i think there's still like room for combo in the meta um but i think what's what's really tough is there's a schism right now amongst the wild community as far as the implications of these nerfs so top meta like content creators and players love them because um i mean we had people taking breaks we had people retiring from wild we had people just sick of metas in general uh and now they're coming back with a little bit more enthusiasm they're playing more fun stuff they're having more fun um but the problems that are addressed in this nerf patch are mostly addressing high MMR problems as opposed to low MMR problems. And you've got um, people still upset about Big Priest. People still upset about um, Swordfish and Pirate Road. People still upset about like other other issues lower down. And so like the Reddit the Reddit take is just like, oh well we nerfed a uh, a couple tier two decks and like uh, like uh, I guess I guess this goes a real deck, a tier one deck there. Uh, but a tier four deck in Pilger Rogue uh, and we left uh, we left uh, Big Priest alone. I guess we're going to play Secret Mage now. Um, where you have this schism in the community where like they, the, the, the lower power to ladder really doesn't get this patch. And it doesn't impact their lives. And they're kind of upset about it. Um, I think it would impact their lives more because like I, I've seen the most pillager. I've seen pillager rogues in gold and bronze and silver from new Chinese players coming over and starting new accounts. So it's like, mm -hmm. it's not like they haven't experienced it. They just they haven't experienced it on the scale that it was. Um, and the other schism is um, the Chinese players. I know like Zoda was like really upset about these nerfs because huh. it felt like they deleted a couple of decks that people had spent dust on that were forced to start anew with, which I think was like. You know, it's like, and his sentiment was basically, okay, yet another example of like Blizzard trying to milk us for more money, which, um, you know, I, I don't know if that was necessarily the the motivation, but I could I could imagine I, I'm my account's been shut down. I'm forced to start into a new account. I've sunk dust into a deck. And now um, 
you know, the best card in the deck tells me that uh, it gives my charge minions plus one attack. Like I can, I can imagine being upset, um, if especially if I'm on a budget. So um, those are there's like this is this cat this this. <laughs> I've seen memes of like Matt London's face posted over Jesus. So like I like I know this is like for some people this mat this patch is like it was one of the best things since sliced bread. But it's not without its detractors, and there's a fair number of them. Um, especially when you talk about the rank and file art user in Wild, especially between like D five and Legend. It's yeah, me, well, and especially <laughs> um, Spectral Pillager and Grace Age Parrot. Those nerfs did just completely delete decks. Like we were talking about, Cataclysm wildly <laughs> changed the deck, but it didn't delete it, whereas the other two definitely did. Um, whale noises, I'm, you know, a couple of decks being deleted that were problems in the meta. I'm not particularly bothered by that personally, but that perspective of, hey, I, I sunk dust into this. This was like the one deck that I could play. It makes mm. sense that th those people would be um, a little upset. Um, like you said, Schmoopy, I don't think that, you know, <laughs> by any stretch of the imagine imagination, uh, this is Blizzard saying like, hey, give us more money. I think this is, we we want um, Blizzard to, and, and, and the community at large has been asking for Blizzard to, uh, and Team 5 to be paying attention to our format and to be balancing it this is what that looks like right <laughs> yeah especially i think like they said look we don't want to be doing regular balance updates for wild they've said it for years and i don't see that sentiment mm -hmm. changing i sorry i stepped out and i'm back now did we didn't did we start talking did we read matt's tweet or no not yet no. okay because he touches on that is is all I'm and sorry i monologued no 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 it's good it's good um the meta for me after has been super greedy. Like you said, I think it's slowed down where people are starting to play things that they couldn't get away with before. Um, and, and now maybe they can, and it's like, Oh, well, those are the, yeah, um, to, to yes. And my, my first, uh, after I lost my first final boss, I fell down to, to diamond three, right. I'm playing against, I mean, yes, big priest, but, uh, shutterwalk shaman uh big shaman um, like like these these more greedy decks mm -hmm. that we weren't seeing before because combo being so quick that they they couldn't couldn't play them so much uh raza priest in particular before was just like mia um it's back yeah i played a fair amount of it as well and it's like i don't know what build i want of it yet but like you couldn't really play it knowing like it's just too slow but i think you probably can now it's interesting yeah raza raza looks raza looks okay raza feels okay um i don't know i've actually been having more success with like dragon druid and goofy stuff like that <laughs> as far as like the slower stuff that i wasn't able to get away with before it feels a little bit more like nathria right now which is really interesting because when they delete when they functionally deleted Renathal to a certain extent in our format. It felt like they set the format backwards. Yeah. This yeah. patch feels like it pushed us forwards a little bit in evolution, which is like a funky little, like, I don't know, just like a feeling for me. I'm glad that they took a lighter approach actually, and didn't nerf like a ton of stuff because it, I don't know, it, it would have been like too much of a shakeup maybe. It's interesting. 
So here's the tweet. I'm just going to read it and then we can keep talking. So today we made some, I'm, I'm reading his tweet now. So this is Matt London uh, from the Hearthstone dev team. Today we made some balance adjustments to wild. As mentioned in the patch notes, these changes are intended to curb some negative play experiences. Some of you may be asking why this combo and not this other combo. Evaluating the breadth of deck in uh, of deck sin. Oh, oh, this is just a typo. Okay. Evaluating the breadth uh, the breadth of decks in wild is a daunting task. For this round, we looked at consistency, the ability to interact with the combo play frequency, win rate, and public sentiment. We're not committing to maintaining this policy in the future. We're trying this approach uh, this round and seeing what effect it has on the meta and player sentiment. It's not our intention to kill anyone's pet deck and we're not eager to engage in an endless game of whack-a-mole in wild. Thanks again, see you on the ladder. And like, it's that last part that really made me, I guess, happy. Like. I, I know some people have said that they want like a curated format and that they don't intend wild to really be that. Um, but the negative play experiences where like the infinite turn combo, I think everyone was just sick of and um, or can you, can you interact with or disrupt this combo? Like, so especially the nerf to pair, it makes total sense to me. Um, it, it can just burn in a fiery flame forever. And uh, I what was a little bit worrying to me were some of the, the I think it was the dev comment from before um, that was like, oh, we're just trying to figure out what, what we're going to do with Wild. Let me just read yeah. it so I don't um, yeah, mess it up too bad. But uh, where is it here? Um, uh, oh, we, we don't see. Okay. So for a while we've been discussing potential updates to the mode in this patch, we're making changes to help curb some of the modes, negative play experiences. We don't view these changes as exhaustive, but we are working on some, this is the part it's right here. We're working on some more long-term updates that we're excited to share once they are more solidified. Like, Oh God, no. What is this? Like it, oh, like if there's going to rotate in sets or rotate out sets or do like whatever it is like don't please don't mess with the format like turn classic into that if you're gonna yeah, do yeah. like a rotating format like uh, turn classic into that and at least make the bots work <laughs> make the bots work hard I, <laughs> I, I i'm 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 joking for those not initiated um there there has been a drastic increase in botting in classic to the point where i think the cla the classic legend ladder is larger than wild huh. i'm pretty sure it's not rivaling standard but it's like we're talking like like seven thousand people have hit legend wow seven thousand people have hit doc delight played um classic this month and i think he hit legend day one or day two going i think 66 and oh oh my gosh wow because wow. he only queued into bots the entire time that's crazy. And at first they were Blizzard bots because he was at such a low MMR. They were quickly giving him a match and he was and he was going, he was running with it. But then it turned into Zubots and the Warlock Zubots. And then he was just like slapping Warlock Zubots around. And he, he, I think he did like again, and he had like no multiplier. So he had to play a ton of games, but he didn't feel like playing wild. So he played, he played classic. And I, I it was, it was something absurd like that, where he went like 66 and zero. That's it was a 100% win rate. And it was incredibly high. That's incredible. So like, like it, it's, 
say what you want about classic it's probably kind of dead people are farming it for experience um turn it into a rotating format don't do that with us i'm still laughing that they didn't like add nax ramus to classic it would have been the perfect time to do it and yeah but missed (laughs) opportunity the mini set was called return to nax ramus how about we do return to nax ramus in classic (laughs) right so these comments between the dev notes which i think i you know i don't know who writes those i think nick helps write them but i i I don't really know but and matt's tweet they they don't quite jive right because matt said well so looking at the dev comment again right this is the uh we're working on some more long-term updates that we're excited to share once they're more solidified like okay will change and then what matt's saying here number is uh then then he says look we're not trying to kill anyone's pet deck and we're not eager to engage in an endless game of whack-a-mole and wild because here's what happens right you've there's there's a power outlier shift where you change these two combo decks and like okay what is the meta shift to now and what is there's always going to be the big bad right and what what is it this time and if we start killing off um this card and that card like at what point it it goes back to like the you know at what point do we all just playing vanilla minions you know (laughs) my one one against your you know one one and i don't want that if there's power outliers i know people will talk about flurgle talks but like i i don't know as a as a shutterwalk enjoyer i don't personally think it's that toxic but i i understand more war crimes but i understand i understand when people don't like that card um i just i it's i think it's tricky when you have a format that's supposed to be eternal where you can play all your cards and they're like well you can't play that one or that one or that one so if they the idea of like a rotating format is kind of crazy to me that like now i couldn't play a bunch of my cards or whatever um so so i've I've listened to a lot of people who've played um other card games like mm-hmm. like magic I, I i've never really played magic myself um nothing against it just you know didn't really get into it uh, at the time i digress um whenever magic had been around for however long um you know yeah they they had basically our version of wild but then they also had like started inserting kind of iterative formats so rather than deleting something like a wild format either iterating on a classic or adding an additional format that that is that kind of more legacy format that that rotates for oh now we're mean streets of gadgets in, you know whatever uh you know kind of different rotating um sets that said i i don't think that deleting wild is really the um granted obviously I'm I'm biased, right? <laughs> I don't think deleted, deleting wild is really the the play, and I think that may be why the dev comment uh, about working on more long term updates that we're excited to share once they're more solidified doesn't quite jive with Matt London's uh, tweet that that we went through because it might be two different things. Whether that's updating classic, whether that's an additional format, whether that's you know w- whatever. Um, you know, change it is. I'm hoping that it's not um, just deleting wild in favor of that as much as it is adding an additional uh, format or iterating classic um, in order to to kind of achieve that. 
that that's my speculation yeah I, I think it's just uh, more nerfs to touch on the edges of wild maybe something to the illuminate shadow essence interaction which again if you're going based on feels they almost nerfed it once and they talked about almost nerfing it once right like they 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 mm-hmm. talked about almost hitting shadow essence once um but said that statistically it just wasn't good enough it didn't rise to the same level this was back when they were looking at like big rogue right they didn't yeah. rise to the level of competitiveness that required it to be whacked um <clears throat> i would think that um that would be on a short list. I would think Flurgle Talks would be on a short list. I, I think, think they just loop, loop Twig Sphere would be on a yeah. short list, but much past that, I mean, you got at least as far as like from the top player meta perspective that I have a little bit of an insight into. Not that I'm one of the top players, but like I, 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 I we drink at the same watering hole, and I kind of see their perspective. You got like half their whistlish, uh, wish, uh, wish, their wish list, as, yeah in one shot in this patch yeah yeah and i think i just want them to be able to do both like if if they want to nuke some cards i think it's fine but my question is can you do it eloquently where it doesn't kill the deck like if okay like say you flurgle talks it feels bad right it definitely does but can you keep the Shutterwalk? Like, how 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 are they gonna have a board clear then in uh, in Shutterwalk Shaman? They like, don't. They they just play for more tempo in the beginning. Like you just change the deck. You don't get a one one sided twisting nether for three mana. Yeah, yeah. Well, it is really interesting because the uh, the Maybe new you go all in on here's a here you go. How about you go twin fin? You go all in on Rock Gill. So now you have the same board swing, but this time you've got the twin fins that trade and you play rot kill and nothing costs any mana because of clownfish and because of scargill. And now you're, you're trading into a board, but also every minion that you trade dies and buffs the board that you're just built further. So like, I, I think you can, I don't think like flurgle talks kills Shutterwalk in the least i wish it did but it won't <laughs> you um, have to go it, all in on the murloc version i think is is you know and Dude, i played against a couple of those deck and how you built the deck i played against a couple of those on my climb and you know i, I lost those games as the the even dk though they were good decks um they also had flurgle talks as part of that right <laughs> um so i mean i i think you're right schmoopy that disrupting or delaying or removing the flurgle talks combo doesn't kill shutterwalk it's just changes it which mm-hmm. i think is is kind of like the cataclysm nerf where it, it doesn't remove your pet deck it just iterates it and i think that's kind of the the healthy take on it that that i would like to see i do think that they could just delete illuminate and the deck would still be disgusting you're not wrong (laughs) hey you know what i hit legend with big priest plenty of times before this card even came out so like we could do it this but getting neptulon on turn three sucks like a lot (laughs) it does i think i think everybody agrees to that point like i even remember like for a brief moment in time tom carter was playing big priest in like top 200 and uh queued into corb a couple times and high rolled him and like corb's pinging him and he's just like tom 
Tom, man, like how, how do you always have it? And Tom's like, I'm sorry, dude. I'm watching Netflix and like I don't want to have to pay attention. He wasn't even yeah. paying attention to who he was cubing into. He was just like <laughs> he was half paying attention to Big Priest because like he's taking a brain break and he's like watching Netflix and uh and like yeah, it was just it's very funny. Um it's I've done the exact same thing though, because it, it's a drool deck. Like you don't you don't have to really do much and you high roll super hard and you're you know right off the bat like as soon as your opponent sees you play illuminate they start sweating and and like i don't know it's just i you were talking about like even shaman being like the drooler deck but like big priest is the drooler deck too if uh at least when I play it, like I, I've done the same thing, right? I want to watch some Netflix. Like, all right, I have to put on a deck that I don't have to think about too hard. There we go. And once they get down, like y- you get down your blood of Gahoon, it's like impossible. Like you, all right, fine. You kill it and then they bring it back and it brings back more stuff. It's like, you got to have over the top damage. Yeah. You, you yeah. And hope that you've chipped them down enough. Yeah. Or, but they still like sometimes they still run. I got hit with not a. I got hit with a renew the other day. I'm like really, huh. yeah. zero mana heal for three main deck. I'm like weird. I don't know. I yeah, it's kind of strange. I actually did pretty poorly against them as a uh, as a uh, uh, the secret mage because they run so few minions and you get them all out with the spells. And they run some of these crappy spells that the silence one that's tradable, right? And they just play it to proc your um, your counter spell. And once they know like there's no counter spells left, you're just toast. You're not playing brand cloud prince. You don't have any burst. There's yeah. no, there's you're, no. You're, yeah, you're there's. Totally, you're totally board based now. You're that matchup has flipped. It's 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 big priest favored. Big time. Yeah, yeah. That that was a that was a hard one for me. So you know, I think if they do it correctly, like. I'm okay with it. It's just like, please don't, don't turn the format. Don't flip it on its head to the point that it's something new. Or if you want to make a a separate, like rotating format, like that'd be awesome, but do it in addition um, so that we can still have our, like, I, I like playing degenerate decks and it's fun having it, you know, your pet deck that only changes like a little bit each time there's new cards and mm-hmm. I think that there's some fun in this. And if you really want like the standard experience where they're constantly doing balance updates, like play standard. Um, I don't know. There's a happy medium here, but, but overall with these balance changes, like I'm, I'm pleased. I don't have any uh, like, wow, cool. And uh, I've, I've been on the giving and the receiving end of, of all of these cards. So it is what it is, but I think it's healthy overall for the format. And I'm, pleasantly surprised at how fast this all came about it was really interesting because we saw that tweet and we talked about it last week for like two seconds we're like well we'll devote an episode to it because it's a lot to talk about and then before the next episode came out like oh we hear some balance changes i was like whoa <laughs> yeah, I, they, they actually did it because we we were you know we kind of drink from the, some of those same watering holes and like the sentiment was like well we don't have a lot of faith that this is actually going to happen. Yeah. I thought nothing was going to happen. I thought it was going to be like a, a lip service. But I mean, listen, uh, to be fair to them, they have, and I've said this before on the show, they've balanced wild better than standard this this 
Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Last three set, the last three sets, they have by and large done a nice job balancing wild. Maybe because like you change one thing, and yeah, you're right. There's always going to be a big bad, but wild's a little bit more stable than standard. Yeah. Like it's a lot harder to delete decks because of the built-in synergy. There's a little bit more resiliency in archetypes where yeah. like if you take away a piece, you knock something down from tier one or S tier to like tier two, tier three. Whereas in standard, if you take a piece out, like the whole thing falls down. Like it becomes an unplayable pile of cards in, in some cases, right? Yeah. Um, if they if they get the nerf wrong. Like I don't know how Construct Quarter is going down in standard right now, but I saw a lot of Death Knight when I tried to climb standard early in the month post nerfs, and it felt like it was all like just blood. And they're still running Construct Quarter. So like it's not a big deal, but like Frost Minion is no longer probably a thing. But like again, that's a deletion of a deck as opposed to like in Wild, we're a little bit more resilient. And also, um, I don't know. I, I have a little bit more faith because I feel like they're a little bit of they they've been pretty spot on with the light touches. I don't have a whole lot of problem. Like I think you could probably debate whether they should have banned Tome or Barrage, but like long term, Tome was probably smarter. Yeah. Um, yeah, it caused more issues, I think, because it it was enabling some uh some pretty nutty things. So yeah, I would like to be able to play Blood Reaver Goldan again as well. <laughs> I haven't been able to gosh, can you imagine can you remember the last time you played like Blood Reaver Goldan or Nazoth? When was the last time you played Nazoth in a deck? Oh my gosh. Ben was right. Life. I, I queued into the low life who is known for playing Curse Warlock. He's a Chinese player who plays like a lot of Curse Warlock. Um, I queued into the no life and, uh, the, the low life, excuse me. And he played an expired merchant, which got his blood really cool down. I thought I was like winning our, our, like we were playing both slow decks and I forget what I was playing, but like I was chewing through his, his, uh, his stuff. And I'm like, all right, we're, we're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. I'm, I'm playing probably, I think it was my quest line pirate warrior. Um, my control one. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. I'm chewing through his stuff. I'm chewing through his big demons. He played Expired Merchant, into which got his Blood Reader Godan. So I'm like, okay, there's one board, uh, one, uh, two boards. I can deal with two boards. He played Shallow Grave so that he had four. Then he played uh, <laughs> Augmented Elec, oh, and then goodness. he played Hot Twist. So now another one, is, another one. So another now one. that is eight boards. Another one. Wow. I left the game. <laughs> yeah. So like. I, in fairness, it, to be fair, he did not get to play his Blood Reader, Reaver Gul'dan, but like this is the kind of greediness that like you might be able to get away with depending on where you're queuing and what you're queuing. And like, okay, maybe Diamond 5 to Legend, that's not going to get there. But if you're memeing at like a D10, or if you're like me and hit Legend, decide, okay, I'm going to go play in the dumpster for a while, and you play someplace where it's a little bit slower, yeah, I think you can get away with that. And maybe even at the top meta, ironically, where players don't play enough aggro to kind of regulate each other, um, you might be able to get away with that. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see. I still have to hit Legend. Hopefully I'll do it before next week's show. I guess we'll see. So I'll try to have a something to report back on next week to see what has has developed in this Diamond 5 to, to Legend pocket anyhow. Um, before we close out, I did want to, um, cover a couple quick things. 
Um, our good friends, uh, especially Ridiculous Hat over at the Angry Chicken, had Cora on the show over the past week, and Emic did a, a summary of the interview. I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, but I have the summary here. I thought I'd go over it real quick just because it was interesting to, to kind of look at the notes here. And so um, if you get the chance, go listen to their show. Great, great people, great podcast. Um, but I wanted to cover this briefly for people who missed it. So I'm just going to read through Emic's notes here. And again, I'm just reading the notes from Emic. I have not listened to it myself. So um, hopefully they're correct. But uh, here we go. I've listened to it. Can confirm they are correct. Oh, cool. All right, sweet. Thank you. Uh, Emic, I appreciate it, by the way, because uh, uh, my time has been spent trying to fix this like borked up computer. So anyways, uh, let me jam through it. But you had a chance to listen to it. If there's anything that you want to touch on, please stop me. Um, so Cora is is one of the uh, the developers on Hearthstone. She used to do a lot of commentating, and um, I believe was one of the original members of uh, Coin Concede, right? Yep. And is now part of the Hearthstone Dev team. Um, so here's the 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 gist, and I'll just read these off off of the notes. So Cora is back on the initial design team for expansions 26, 27, 28 this year. This is partially a confirmation that there won't be four expansions per year, as certain people were speculating on social media. Uh, uh, and then a review of this past year. So year of the Hydra sunken city was a successful first set of the year. Not much bad about it. Nathria, uh, they knew Renathal would probably be too good and that they would nerf him at some point. Um, they saw that the Utah and other neutral legendaries were a little bit too much. They knew enraged warrior was going to be kind of weak. Uh, and then March of the Lich King. They like how death Knight ended up. They internally tried to make Rainbow Death Knight work, but decided to let the players explore each rune type first for this set before making Rainbow DK something more interesting down the line. They're really happy that people explored the possibilities and made a Rainbow DK list work to some degree. Um, and then with uh, Warrior, if balance changes could have brought Warrior up in line by now without causing problems like Nelly or From the Depths, they would have gone that direction um and then yeah for for that one in particular mm -hmm. it sounds like subsequent sets are are how they are going to try and balance warrior in the future um in yeah. standard so um incoming uh warrior overlords in wild before too long <laughs> i have a copy pasta for this let me find all right while you're looking for that i do want to say um yeah i i do think that we we saw nathria there was some very very strong legendaries um, that all got hit, Renathal and Anathrius and um, Theotar, right? And they were kind of meta warping. Renathal changed wild forever, and it's very strange when it got nerfed to to the point where it's like I don't really see it as a big upside anymore. Uh, partially, I, I feel I have kind of mixed emotions on this, but. When cards eventually rotate, I kind of want Renathal to go back to the 40 health. I don't know that they'll do that, but like... As an aggro enjoyer, I agree. <laughs> I, You know what? Yeah, right? Because what happens is people playing the 40 card decks are just running bad, more bad cards in their deck, right? And then you, as an aggro player, you can kind of feed on those decks sometimes. Um 
so I don't know. I, you know, there's there's pros and cons with, with both. No, Renathal to forty, I think it would be great. Um, I, I'd like it to just, go back just though. to slow the format down some more. It's a handbrake on like what what will eventually degenerate into. We're just slowing the process with Renathal. Yeah, yeah. I am very happy with Death Knight. I don't. I feel like it. It's been fairly balanced, um, considering. Yeah, it started off pretty weak. Uh, the changes that they've made to it, I feel like, have balanced it really well. Uh, Construct Quarter is a bit of a power outlier, even after the nerf, uh, especially for our format. Mm-hmm. Um, but even that just kind of brings it up to part of the landscape rather than like being like the oppressive deck. So big agree. Yeah. Death Knight a- after the the iterative changes, I, I think, is is a really big success. Um, and both the standard and wild formats it's worth noting that construct quarters was so good that the same 30 frost death knight deck was actually looking really good in wild the (laughs) same 30 cards without any wild cards in it was looking like it was like a tier two low 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 key tier one deck um in some circles now um it was really strong into like the board based aggro and it was like it was dying to quest mage and pillager so it was like part of the furniture like whatever that <laughs> like, you know <laughs> kind of uh, i'm trying to remember musicals from my high school days um so like if you add a couple of like like lotheb or like i really wanted Terran gorfiend in there especially because uh, he's, he's undead dead. especially because he's undead and because the all the eggs right um i i like i think if you had a couple wild cards that could have gotten even better and maybe been like a well-rounded decent death knight deck so it's funny like we said contract quarter was really a standard nerf it actually kind of low-key did nerf a wild deck strangely enough and buff one but like it did it did nerf interesting True. wow a control warrior when was the last time we even saw a warrior deck in wild i think we were talking to, like kind of jokingly mm-hmm. last week i could play i've got a neon tweet i should play like i'm i'm so tempted to play uh like button warrior like play um odd warrior but with the quest <laughs> so, so you have a win con <laughs> i can whip up an even warrior for you nate no i want odd warrior i want odd quest warrior like quest pirate odd warrior i have it on good authority from uh, our good friend seth uh that odd warrior is absolute trash right now <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure it is <laughs> yeah that's right dr evil hit legend with reno warrior last month right Mm-hmm. It's pretty funny. I yeah, I know people have done good with it before, right? Labore Sangre doing crazy good within it, like uh yeah, I think I think Reno Warrior is the way to go. I see like the quiet one and a couple of Chinese players playing Reno Warrior, and that looks like probably the way to go if you really want like a control warrior that makes some coherent sense. Yeah. That has that has some that that list looks like it has some likes. I'm sure it still gets outvalued by the value decks, but like it could be fun. Oh, we can't start talking about Dead Man's Hand. We'll be here for the entire night. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Well, let me switch to part two of this tweet before we start. They train themselves to be a cult. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Here's here's part two. And again, thank you to Emic for putting these notes together. Um, all right. So the new year. Uh, the new year is usually chosen based on the theme of all three sets of that year, but it's not always perfect. So players probably won't be able to tell what the expansions are going to be just based on the name. The 26th expansion is coming very soon, and it should be a quote unquote banger um, with one of the most fun themes ever. I don't I don't understand the context for that. But Andara? Maybe. I don't know. 
Uh, warrior. They have a year plan to reinforce warrior strength and give them some new options. They want to reinforce the control warrior archetype. Oh no. Um, because fatigue is almost not a thing anymore. They want to give warrior interesting new ways to win games while you still feel like you're playing a control warrior. Warrior is going to have some cool stuff in the core set, some fun tools that players remember. Oh, there you go. Put Justicar Trueheart in, into the core set, you cowards. <laughs> Do what you want. <laughs> um, and, and then, okay, patches, mini sets, timing. They have internally discussed about four sets per year, and some people are really in favor of it. Mini sets don't do the best job of creating uh, big comeback moments for players, and they don't really introduce new archetypes, but they are an approachable way for the non-competitive or hyper-engaged players to get some new content. Uh, four sets per year would make the game more expensive. Um, it would be uh, better for patch timing, better for the meta. It would be more overwhelming for a lot of players. And also from a design perspective, they would have to change their schedule. They have some plans how to spice things up a little bit throughout the year and hopefully make mini sets more exciting and impactful. Um, all right. Any Anything that we uh, want to talk about or that we thought on here? Aside from like, okay, they're planning on making Warrior come back. And I'm not surprised because when we look back at the... Um, like the HS replay stats for months and months and months, Warriors constantly at the very, very, very bottom. So like, yeah, they have to get that win rate to not suck so much. Um, I couldn't find the copy pass that I was looking for, but it was along the lines of like, um, like it was really irresponsible for the dev team to add Death Knight as a class when Warrior isn't even one yet. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I don't care who you are. That's funny. That's funny. But like death, like what's funny is like they had Control Warrior. Control Warrior was good in standard in Sunken City, and then they nuked it. Well, everyone says they want to like this is the saying, right? Everyone says they want to control meta until they get one, and then everyone's miserable. But you know, I mean, my my takeaway because like I read this kind of quickly the other day, getting ready for the show. Um, and like my takeaway was like four sets. I feel like four sets would be too much on a couple fronts. I feel like it'd be too much for the devs because like they've had trouble balancing and, and balance is tough, right? I'm yeah. not, I'm not knocking them here. I'm not throwing them under the bus. Balance is tough. Um, they've had a tough time balancing standard with just like three sets. Yeah. Um, and so like doing four full sets, I feel like we'd be at a breakneck pace. I like I don't know where they'd find time to do it. I feel like that'd be like really, really tough. And the so, content gets stale after two months. So yeah. like that was my other take on it. So the argument that I've heard, and, and I don't agree with it, but the argument that I've heard is that um you you take out many sets and so you're you're releasing the same number of cards. It's just a different cadence so that it it keeps it fresh for longer and you don't like hit the sweet spot with balance and then immediately a mini set comes out or the mini set ends and, and the next expansion comes out again. I, I don't know that I necessarily agree, but that's the argument that I've heard. Mm -hmm. um, let me rephrase that. I don't agree. I, I, I think that mini sets are, are a good kind of stop gap there. And I think that four expansions would just make it much more expensive. Oh my um, gosh. My poor wallet is like screaming from the idea of it. And as as neat as it sounds to have like more cards like mm -mm. well and, and it would be the same amount of cards because they'd stop doing mini sets and they'd use those same amount of cards the that, mini that's sets, the argument that i've heard the mini sets are are relatively like affordable though right 
because yeah. you can get it with gold, you can get it with cash, you can, and then if you want to whale out, you can do that. Now, I, I I do agree with like I heard some people complaining that like in the shop they make the first option the golden version of the set, like the mini set, and they should default. That's to a little the, messed up. Yeah, that's yeah. a little messed up because I've seen some people buy it on accident. Yeah, that that seems like a problem to me, and I don't. Yeah, I. I mean, hopefully you look at the amount or hopefully, I guess, depending on what you do, like, it's like, all right, do you want to spend seventy nine ninety nine or whatever it is? And then to be you- fair, it's just an extra zero on the gold. Like if you're buying it with gold, oh. they make the version yeah. available with gold now. So like instead of 2000, that's 20,000. Like if you're going quick, you're excited. New cards. I want my mini set. I could see it being very easy to click the wrong button. <laughs> 20 does do people have 20,000 gold? Oh my gosh. Dude, I don't want to talk about how much gold I have. <laughs> I don't anymore cuz I bought the last mini set in gold with gold. <laughs> oh gosh, wow. That's funny. Um you have people like me who max out reward tracks and then bank yeah. the gold and sit on it and like I'm going to bring it up. I want to say I've got well let's see. Let's see what the number is. Hold on. I'm, I'm booting up now. You you keep doing your thing and I'll tell you what the number is. All right. Well, let's <laughs> I mean anyhow, I I, I'm kind of happy. I, I like the I like the current set three with mini sets. It feels pretty nice to me, yeah. um, especially if we're gonna try to do a, like a listener series for each expansion. I could not do four. Like no, no, not not a chance. There's no way. Like we're barely doing the third or this one right now because of life, and uh, but but doing four would be like impossible. I don't know that I could keep up. So I think that this is cool for me. It's neat to see. Um, you know, their, their kind of design philosophy. And I don't really feel like there is anything like earth shattering here. Um, but I don't know. It's cool. And, and I agree like this, their, their philosophy on the death Knight stuff. Like if the class is going to survive over time, there is definitely going to be clear, like frost unholy blood versions. Mm-hmm. And the more and more and more cards we get, like there will definitely be iterations that combine all three over time. Like for sure, how good will they be? I don't know, but we. But I think they'll be okay. Um, I, actually, I think the design on Death Knight has been pretty neat. The combination, like the rune system, is cool, and the idea that you like cool, you can have this super powerful card, but you can't have all the super powerful cards. Like you can't put all the three rune cards in the same deck, and I like that. Uh, it seems good. So I don't know. I warrior. I never really liked warrior. I like pirate warrior and they killed my poor, uh, raid the docks. So talk about drooler decks, 25,155 gold, by the way, is, wow. is the number is the number. Oh, sorry. Yeah. That's the number I got. So like they're trying to get me to spend my gold, yep. which I could otherwise spend on an expansion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we all, we already talked about it, right? How they always they kind of do this as well, where it's like, hey, uh, you want to play the wild or the uh, the brawlicium thing? Probably the brawlicium right before the mini set. Always, always. Anyways, I I don't really have anything prolific to say. I'm happy with the way things are coming. Sheep, what is your prediction on the the next one? Are we looking at April? You think, right? Right. I think sheep had to take a buyout. Oh, yeah, you're, no, right. No, you're right. Well yeah, yeah. Um, April 14th is what uh, my current prediction says. So we'll, we'll see how, how well that holds true. Okay. 
moment. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Uh, I've seen some uh, things that it might be coming way sooner than we expect. So we'll, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they follow previous trends, uh, mid April is kind of where, where we're looking there. I was going to guess April 7th. Like I was kind of like, I was I just like, that, yeah. like around that window, just kind of like kind of early. Cause we will have, um, don't forget, we're going to have the reverts, right? So it's like, they don't want the reverts to happen for too long. So like maybe in two weeks we'll get reverts. And then it's like two weeks where standard is a toxic unplayable wasteland <laughs> because all the reverted cards are reverted and like the de- degenerates get to play and like the wired players are like, standard's great. Our new cards are great. It's like wild Christmas. And the standard players are like, oh my God, when's the new set coming? When do can we get rid of these cards? When can I dust them? Wild Christmas and standard. That's that. Totally on point, Schmoopy. (laughs) Yep, yep. That might be right. And you know what? They always do this, right? Where they uh, they release the set right around like it's either my kid's birthday or my wife's birthday or a major like holiday when I've got no money, and then the set comes out like cool. Got no money times two. Um, and so having it be that week in April would would be like right on par. (laughs) as is tradition well you think next week there will be a set announcement it could be could happen i guess we'll see they like to start doing teasers a little bit early as well and so i think that the timing is probably about right to do something in another week or so but i guess we'll see especially with the year soon right we've been at the year soon yeah we've been expecting that all right well we're we've been at it for about two hours so we probably should start wrapping things up we do have a listener series starting um yeah so the next season of the listener series lords of ice crown starts up today so um if you miss the signups don't worry you can still uh register and if people don't submit a deck list and all that stuff we can slot you in and then you'll be in subsequent weeks. Um, our very own uh, previous champion, uh, Jules, or Sir, Sir Julian the Tall, um, registered uh, just a little bit ago during the show. Uh, we oh, were cool. communicating there. Um, so if, if someone doesn't submit, he gets to play week one. If not, then he gets to play week two, and all is good. Um, let's be real. However much um, it is unfortunate, there, you know, some people just don't just miss deadlines. It happens. Um, and if we have more people sign up after the fact, we can even match make them together instead as well, which is great. So uh, signups uh, can still happen at eSheep.city slash B2BW series. Or, of course, there's a listener series page on our website. Uh, so go either of those places and you can find places to register. The week one challenge, uh, which again, we'll, we'll begin today, uh, is the first Lich King. While fleeing the destruction of his world, the orc shaman Nerzul was captured and tormented by the demon Kil'jaeden, a process which tran- that transformed him into the first Lich King. His soul was bound by the Helm of Domination, and the Runeblade Frostmourne, all imprisoned in ice. Guarded by the Dreadlords, he was thrown down to the land of Northrend to use the power of undeath to weaken the world for a demonic invasion. 
So that is that is the 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 theme for week one is the first Lich King. Uh, decks are due um, at eleven fifty nine p.m. Pacific uh, on Wednesday, March eighth, twenty twenty three. Uh, the primary challenge is Dreadlords Infiltrate. Each deck must contain at least eight demons. The secondary challenge: Total Corruption. Each deck must contain at least four corrupt cards. Each uh, player must bring one shaman deck, and shaman cannot be banned. And finally, the scourge grows. This is this is a, an iterative uh, wrinkle to this season where the number grows each time. So there must be a minimum of four undead cards in all decks for each player. So subsequent weeks, that'll go up from four to five, five to six, etc. Um, so that is week one of Lords of Ice Crown, season six of the Born to be Wild listener series. If you have not already um, uh, signed up and want to play, you can still sign up. We can't guarantee that that you'll have a week one uh, match, but you will be signed up for subsequent weeks. Uh, and the listener series itself has its own Discord server. So if you're interested, come on, play. It's a blast to uh, both play, cast, and watch. Um, that's three. So more than more than both. <laughs> <laughs> That's and it's true. very possible to float and or lose week one and still go pretty far in the competition. So don't feel like you're missing too much out. Yeah. We, we've in fact had a, a couple of champions who have lost week one in spectacular fashion and then come back to win the entire shebang or get up to the final match. <laughs> Looking at Schmoopy there. Um yeah, Schmoopy played in the finals last season and and dropped week one. Um, so literally the dog bomb. Awesome. It was a rematch. It was a week one rematch, which is pretty funny. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. It's definitely possible. Don't feel like just because uh, you miss out on week one potentially uh, that that you're out of the running because you're very much not. Uh, our matchmaking uh, helps curtail that that eventuality. Yep, absolutely. And it's it's always fun for us to to cast the matches and stuff. It's it's been uh it's great. So if you're looking for a wild there's always people looking for a wild tournament gameplay that is not just uh, like copy of of the wild ladder. This is it because the deck building restrictions. So this is definitely something kind of funky and different. Uh, ideally we'll host a highlighted match each week like right after the podcast uh proper ends. Um Hopefully we can continue doing that. So we'll we'll just have to see if people are willing to have their cast uh, their match cast and and uh, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, um, if anyone is interested in watching those matches and they can't catch them live, they'll be on YouTube as well. So absolutely, and they're always a blast to to catch whether you catch them live or on the replay on YouTube. Yep. Cool. Well, I think that right. <laughs> cool. Um, if, if anyone is interested in seeing what this is like, again, go to our website, uh, born to be wild There's a page for listener series and it'll tell about this season, but it's got previous seasons as well. So if you want to see, um, we actually have all of the matches archived, um, the YouTube videos. So if you want to watch any of the older ones and the highlighted one is currently the finals of, of last season, uh, if you're watch me throw. <laughs> Sorry, spoilers. <laughs> spoilers. Spoiler. <laughs> there it is. Oh gosh. Um, but but yeah, it, it's pretty fun and and 
yeah, definitely uh, encourage everyone to check it out. It's and my favorite. I'm I'm joking, but it is my favorite format. Please, please uh, come include yourself and uh, enjoy it as much as I do. We got a little wacky this time, but I think it'll I think it'll be I think it'll play out. I'm uh, so hyped. I, I think the scourging and growing is one of the coolest restrictions that we've ever done. It's like, kind of it's fun, right? Fun, right. It's really it's really neat and like it's on theme. But what I, which I think is my favorite part about the challenge, the challenges that are like on theme and like fit the theme well are like. Uh, especially last iteration in sunken city when you guys did such a good job of like coming up with like the, the let's tell this giant story and 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 have that go along with the challenges like that adds another element to it that's really neat that's oh, cool. thank you i appreciate it. that's kind of fun and we did get goliath to narrate the whole thing and so i have it uh already done and like ready to go so i have to finish the graphics still but we'll have we'll have it all themed up um ready to go for uh artwork and, and stuff to to match this theme and it should be a lot of fun excitement abounds yep all right well i think that uh that's pretty much a wrap for us um it was an action-packed week this week y'all oh my goodness <laughs> so we had a lot to talk about that that is for sure um again uh thank you all for joining us everyone that was here live hanging out um if you want to interact with us more throughout the week, check us out on Discord. Um, anybody listening to this, like, can't just give you a link, but go to borntobewildhs.com. There's links to uh, the Discord and everything else uh, there that you can just one click and get into. And uh, yeah, if you want to, for more wild content, see where you can act, interact with us uh, individually. Again, yeah, borntobewildhs.com. And yeah, Blue Train, who wants to hear my conspiracy theory post show? Notes versus tweet. Yeah, I may have to check that out. Um, any 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 last minute things before we sign off? Last minute things. Last minute things. Cool. Wiser words were never spoken, <laughs> and you heard that on Bore to Be Wild. Job's done. <laughs> All right. Here you, go. Here you go. That was the show. The show was so good. <laughs> Auto tune had to work so hard. <laughs> you, like, you could hear the auto tune be like, "Whoa, man!" <laughs> I'm right here. Uh. We keep threatening to do a, a full show in auto tune. Like we we could do it. You'd kill Blue Train. <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't want that to happen. It 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 it'd be a problem. It might be unlistenable. Like two <laughs> hours. It would have to be like a holiday special. It'd have to be like a half hour. Like get in, get out. Like this is the goofy thing you're doing. <laughs> but also, I don't have voice mod, so. <laughs> all right just me and hydra will do it my, i do my own like i don't like it did did get jank real quick if i if i was invited of course like that's it oh my gosh we we the voice mod thing actually was pretty cheap like it was like 30 bucks for a lifetime license or something uh but yeah no i like to keep blue train alive so big agree big fan i see blue train panicking in the chat <laughs> Don't force me to look into that.
Yeah, uh, Blue, I got a, I got a couple things that I got to run and go do. But if you want to chat real quick, yeah, jump on. I think we're just in the in the in the Discord. So and so uh, the host I, chat. I, I, oh, there you are. Yeah. I object to um, auto tune show. <laughs> so I know there's a lot of chaos today, um, but you missed Imix breaking news about the nerf. Oh no! I'm still recording. I'll add it. Hold on. I need the, uh, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. I, I, that, it, that it, was a smile of the week for me when I saw they nerfed Famine Rider. Okay, hold on. I, let me pull I, up I the, appalled. let me pull up the graphic and I'll is insert this. Mo? No, <laughs> yeah, it? no, it's, it's pronounced differently. And all right, yeah, darn they it. Changed fam, they changed the Famine Rider's, uh, name. I was, I was so, so yeah, yeah it I know, like I French know. Canadian spelling to like, <laughs> like, like it went from like French Canadian, like playing center for the abs to like crawdad farmer. Right. Oh, and I mean, Blue had a great recording for this too. Yeah. So I don't want to say it. Cause like, I don't think I can capture the, my, the magic of my outrage on, on my iPhone. <laughs> let me, oh, here, let me, let me get the, let me get the, the picture up and then I'll play it. So. Hey guys, Blue Train here. Now, Hearthstone made a very important change with the patch update. And um, I, I'm here to school you on how to um, pronounce this card's name. So, before it was Blomo Famine Rider. With the change, it's now pronounced Blome Famine Rider. So it's no longer Blomo, it's Blome. This is a big nerf, and I'm incensed that we're not being offered full dust refunds. I'm sure that the Born to be Wild team will advocate for my rights as a player to get a full refund. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> B- blow meh. <laughs> blow meh. And, 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 well, not meh, meh. meh. Now, meh. now... I'm very disappointed in all of you because you not only did not advocate for my rights to get a full dust refund for a card I don't own, but <laughs> you didn't even have it on the show. You're going to have to do some post-edit wizardry. Oh, I'm still or, recording. Or don't worry. Like <laughs> Maybe this is a good uh, a good inaugural uh, YouTube short for the Born to be Wild channel. Oh, it would be. <laughs> That's a good idea. It is no longer blow mo. It is now blow mo. <laughs> why did they do this i don't know uh it probably was a typo i mean any <laughs> i don't blow my have you asked goliath is this like a canon like like uh like fix like it was spelled a different way and maybe they just, they just spelled it, it wrong uh they f- i believe they fixed it so here's the let me shoot out the the link here from the wiki um it says mm. that the four horsemen are, are four powerful death knights in service of Kel'Thuzad and his dread uh, citadel of Naxxramas. They originally were Highlord uh, Alexandros Mograine, the Ashbringer, Thane Korthaz, Lady... Yeah, Blamo. 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 And Sir Zelik, Something like that. Is that right? Zeliax. Yeah, like was dumb American over here. Um, B L A U M E U X. Yeah, they, they just misspelled Bloma. it. Blow, blow me. It was always blow me. 
I, well, again, whatever. It's weird. It's very blow meh. <laughs> I, I like the I like the original. It'll always be blow mo to me. <laughs> always be blow mo. Wiser words have never been <laughs> spoken. Yep, and you heard that on Bore to Be Wild. Giga secret, ultra secret ending. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Like a 90s CD. Holy cow, there's a reverse side? <laughs> we'll see how many people get to the end of it. 